This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Thursday, November 3rd. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. After a four-hour-long emergency school board meeting Wednesday night, the Southeast Delco School Board voted to rescind its ban on hoodies and hats. Hundreds of parents and students attended the emergency meeting at Academy Park High School in Sharon Hill, voicing concerns about safety and the issues involved with the new dress code. The meeting comes after a student protest spiraled out of control Tuesday morning. After a peaceful demonstration, fights broke out inside and outside the school, leading to an all-county police response and the arrest of at least 10 students. At the meeting Wednesday, parents and students argued the school board shouldn't have enacted the ban last minute and without warning. Some parents argued that they have children who are anemic and need those hoodies to stay warm. Others argued they can't afford new clothes for their children. Many said the school board should tackle larger issues instead, like staffing shortages and sanitary concerns at the school. I guess a little riot made them change yeah. their uh, <laughs> right. change their tone a little bit. I don't know if that's the message to No, stand, it's but... a horrible message. <laughs> I and know. Like, so you're not like, okay, uh, uh, whatever. Uh, I'm also coming from a guy who, you know, I went to Catholic school and I had a, you know. Wear a uniform every wear day. Wear a uniform you every single day. It's not a big deal. <laughs> right, you know what right. I mean? It's really not that big of a deal. And, like, you know, wear a hoodie to school. You know, when it's cold out, take it off when you walk into the school because of the, you know, and leave it in your locker. Hang it up on that little peg. Yeah. Well, so we, we were wondering yesterday what the issue what the issue was, and one parent said the reason for the ban was so that teachers could identify the kids, but she suggested having the kids take the hood of the sweatshirt off of their head in school. Right. Yeah. How about have you a rule? Can do that? How about have a rule that says you can't have the hood up on your hoodie? You can wear your hoodie, but don't wear the hood up on the hoodie well, during class hours. So that's what the rule is now. Yeah. There you uh, go. And I guess same for the hats. The book. Okay. The board voted to rescind the vote as long as students self-govern and keep hoodies down during class. A jury acquitted Philadelphia City Councilmember Kenyatta Johnson and his wife Adon Shavu on bribery charges they face in the federal retrial. Both face two counts of honest services wire fraud, which carried a sentence of twenty years. The original trial resulted in a mistrial. Prosecutors allege that Johnson took more than $60,000 in bribes under the guise of a, a consulting job for his wife and used his position to protect real estate holdings of universal companies, a charter school, and community-developed nonprofit. The former executives of universal companies were also acquitted Wednesday of the same charges in the same trial. The jury reached a verdict after five days of deliberations. One juror was replaced hours before the verdict came down. Johnson's attorney, Pat Egan, who represented him in the original trial and the Retrial, retrial would not get into specifics about why the juror was replaced. Uh, he kept his comments on the trial limited since two of the defendants in the case still have to face phase two of the trial. Both men face a long list of charges separate from what the councilman and his wife face. Jurors have to report back to court on Thursday. No one won the $1.2 billion Powerball <laughs> jackpot last night. That means the prize has grown to $1.5 billion ahead of the next drawing, which is on Saturday night. Yeah. Doesn't is- it sort of defy logic? You, you have that many more people in the pool playing mm-hmm. yeah. and, and but it has happened uh, multiple it shows times. you how yeah. astronomical right. that that uh, picking yeah. that sequence is right it's crazy uh, so this is the third largest lottery prize in U.S. history. Three tickets in New Jersey matched all five white balls. Two winners will receive a million-dollar prize, and a third included the power play option for an additional dollar per play, and uh, that person will get $2 million. Don't buy a lot of hoodies. That's what I was asking yeah. yesterday. Like the So what this person added another option. Like, I don't know that stuff. Well, you know what I mean? Basically, when you, you bet another dollar. 
You know, did they ask you what like <laughs> when they you go do. down to Cho's? Do I need just give me everything? Well, if you go to Cho's, you ask her. You know, you know the power play or whatever. But on the computer, it gives you the the, the uh, option. that option. I don't okay. understand why you do that and you don't just play the number twice. You know, I mean, it's, it's, I don't even it's, know it. I'm not sure what you guys are referring yeah, to. I just say, give me a quick pick. And yeah, and, and uh, that's, that's what it. I mean. That's you what I want to power play. You're basically like doubling down on your number. So you you get uh, so to 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 win the one point five billion, mm. you have to do the power play. No, no, okay. no. But if you, if you, I guess it doubles. If you don't win the jackpot, okay. it doubles whatever your winnings okay. would have been. I got gotcha. you. All right, I'm so, so yeah. stupid. So well, there are a few different things. If you match, you know, four numbers, you get there. You you can win. Listen, you can win like five bucks. Oh, you can, all right. you can win. Five you can win. Bucks? I know. I know. Hey, I don't wow. mind it. I when know, I, when I, I pull I up and I say, hey, con- it says congratulations, you're a winner. You won six dollars. I'm like, all right, that's more plays for yeah. the next. So, yeah, so, you yeah. know, uh, but all right, it says, yes, for an additional dollar per play, the power play feature can multiply non-jackpot prizes by two, three, four, five, or ten oh, times. Okay, cool. The multiplier number is randomly selected just before each drawing. The ten-time multiplier is only in play when the advertised jackpot annuity is $150 million or less. So, you, yeah, you can just say, give me the power play. It's an extra dollar per play, mm. and there's a chance for you to win more if you come up short of the jackpot. So somebody okay. in New Jersey did that, and they're getting $2 million. Nice. Yeah. The numbers drawn Wednesday night were 211, 22, 35, 60, and the red Powerball 23. No one has won the top Powerball prize since August 3rd, making for 39 consecutive drawings without anyone matching all six numbers. Hey, what was the Powerball? The Powerball was 23. I got that one there. Oh, hey. Do you win, win anything? Yeah, you win like, a, bucks. Uh, couple bucks? like a free play a or something ticket. like that. Okay. Essentially, yeah. you use that $2 and just go buy a new ticket, right? Uh, yeah. yeah, I think so. That's, all right, cool. Yeah, that's my only 23. So I got one of them. All right. All right. Go to buy- Mrs. Joe's, you get a hand massage when you uh, buy it, right? Uh, no, she doesn't touch no. my hands. No. She, she rubs the oh, ticket. Oh. She goes like this and goes, yeah. She blesses please, the ticket. Please. I yes. love that. I paid close attention to that yesterday when I bought my tickets for me. She did not do that for me. Didn't do it for you? Even though I promised her $5 million if I won, she, she didn't, she understand didn't pray you. on my ticket. I don't like you. <laughs> she didn't say anything like no. please or good luck? or Nope. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> the new $1.5 billion prize is for well, winners who opt for an annuity paid out annually over 29, uh, 29 years. Nearly all winners choose the cash option, which for Saturday's drawing would be $745.9 million. Clearly, me and Mrs. Cho, we got a thing going on. Absolutely. It's much too strong. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The biggest all-time lottery jackpot was a $1.5863 billion Powerball prize in 2016 God. with the top prize shared by three winners in California, Florida, and Tennessee. In sports this morning. The Phillies lost to the Astros, getting no hits in Game 4 of the World Series last night in South Philly. A day after hitting five home runs on their way to an easy Game 3 win, the Phillies couldn't manage one hit as four Astros pitchers, including starter Christian Javier, combined for the first no-hitter in the World Series since Don Larson's perfect game in 1956. Man, wow. I how things yeah. change, right? I remember seeing, I wasn't alive for that, yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. throughout history, I remember seeing it. I didn't know that that was the last time that had happened. In the wow. World Series, yeah. yeah. I mean, we're setting records the day before yeah in the opposite way <laughs> yeah you know? well, that's a record that's, setting series who was it that said when they told him uh, i guess at the press conference he said i don't give an s that was uh, kyle schwarber, schwarber. Yeah. and he was like let's flush it move on go to yeah. the, you know and i think yeah. that's a great attitude that's what you gotta do yep 
It was only the third no-hitter in postseason history and the first since Roy Halladay threw one in the same ballpark 12 years ago against the Cincinnati Reds. Game 5 is tonight, and Justin Verlander will pitch for the Astros, and the Phils will send Noah Syndergaard to the mound. The first pitch is scheduled for 8 o'clock. Across the street, the Sixers lost to the Washington Wizards. Chris what Tapp's the f- is this? Porzingis had 30 points and 9 rebounds. Bradley Beal added 29 points, and the Wizards took advantage of Joel Embiid's absence for a 121-111 win. The Sixers are at home again tomorrow night and will host the New York Knicks. And the Flyers, they also lost. No! What the hell? Falling, it wasn't a good night last night. No. Falling 5-2 to the Maple Leafs last night in Toronto. John Tavares had his 11th career hat trick and added an assist as the Maple Leafs ended a four-game losing streak with the win. The Flyers stay in Canada this weekend with a game in Ottawa against Claude Giroux and the Senators on Saturday night at 7 o'clock. And that's what I have for you this morning. Thank you very much, Kathy. Today is Thursday morning. One of only two shows remaining before we take this sucker on the road for a week. Next week is Camp Out for Hunger. We will be in South Philly, and as I said via that uh, forecast, we're going to be starting off in fine form with sunny skies and temperatures in the upper upper 70s. It's November, friends. I'm going to spend the weekend ironing my shorts. You should. Just to get them ready. I might be. Well, you're winter shorts guy I'm winter shorts guy. But that's like spring shorts. That's spring shorts. Yeah, yeah. That's borderline summer shorts. Absolutely. So come and wear your shorts. Let's have like a hot pants party. Hot pants party. Uh, Yeah. uh, Who wears short shorts? On the the Monday morning broadcast. Hot pants party. Um, hot pants party. <laughs> All right, so anyhow, uh, we're, we're, uh, we're going to wrap up the week in fine form. We have a few things to go between uh, today and tomorrow, and we are... Nair commercial. Jesus. You're on it, Case. Yeah. Uh, let me see here. We do have a few things happening for <laughs> yeah. today. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, joining us on this program will be Mr. Greg Harris. We've had him on several times. He is the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame CEO. The induction ceremony is this Saturday. And we're finally getting in. And it will. No, we're not getting in. Oh, we're not? In. Oh. Some people do tell me, hey, congratulations on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Like, Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to go there someday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but the, it's going to air Saturday, November 19th. But the actual uh, ceremonies are taking place this weekend. So we'll talk to Greg. Some exciting stuff. Some cool stuff. Absolutely, groups. yeah. Obviously being uh, nominated and inducted. Uh, Taryn Killam from Saturday Night Live will be joining us, and he has got a show on Prime Video called The NFL Pylon. Yes. Uh, so we're going to talk to him in the 9 o'clock hour, and we'll have John Brazier stopping by today, Brazier. our friend, the uh, head of uh, Fun and Games at the Phil's Game Number 5 of the World Series is tonight. He is the good luck charm. You will be there tonight, will you not? Yeah, yeah. If you Bring your mojo. We'll be yeah. there tonight. Yeah. Hoping to, man. You know, uh, I'm just excited to be a part of that. And listen, it's a it, these things are seven games for a reason because you've got really great teams playing each other. Very rarely does anything uh, come up short of six games in the World Series. Here's how I'm looking at it. It's going to be a gorgeous night. It's uh, the last home game of the season no matter what. And yep. we get to go to a World Series game. In November, yeah. uh, and enjoy what it's going to be, you know. And and I'm just I'm looking forward to being in that environment tonight. I, I do have a, a, a question about attire because you went the other night, Nick. Yep. And uh, how shorts. cool? No, not shorts. Short shorts. Yeah. <laughs> how cool does it get in the evening? <laughs> <laughs> we wear shorts. 
Looking good, Preston. Actually, feeling good, Steve. In the stadium, uh, I found I found it to be warmer inside than it was outside. Even though you know it's, a, it's an outdoor stadium, there's not yeah. a ton of wind in there, and so um, I was really comfortable there. And body heat alone, Nick. Well, yeah, Preston, I mean, there's forty five thousand people there yeah, warming yeah. you up. I was looking last night. Um, so, what and, people were wearing? Yeah, and yeah. it looked like people had on like just like sweatshirts and and like light jackets. Yeah. People were not bundled. No, okay. I brought, I brought in I, a jacket the other night. I didn't even put it but, on. Yeah, and right. um, uh, six ABC. I think it was Karen Rogers, whoever the meteorologist was. Um, she was suggesting that like a hoodie or you know light jacket will be fine yep. tonight. Oh, oh and my, I want my jersey to be showing though, so I'm going to wear that on top. I'm thinking I have this long sleeve red yeah, shirt. Yeah, wear that I'm gonna, under. But I'm going to wear like uh, Under Armour underneath this yes. too. Uh, yeah. I think. Can I do me a favor? Wear a huge Easter. Bonnet with a big floral thing on top. I thought about doing so I can see you something over the top, uh, so maybe well, the cameras might catch it. Well, you know? here's the deal: there are going. To, we're all sitting in the same row. I, I want to bring a banner. I want to bring a Preston Steve banner, I, just in case something happens in that outfield. Um, yes, I'm doing yeah. it. You can't tell me no. Uh, no, okay, no. I, I appreciate the enthusiasm, but it's it's about the Damn. hills. It's, it's about, about them, the hills, not about us. You know what right. I mean? Stolen valor. <laughs> no, it's I'm gonna steal the crap out of that valor. All right, all right. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'm doing it. Are you going tonight? Yeah. All right. Oh, I'm happy for you. Yeah. You know, I won't be because I'm going to win. Were you doing your uh, teeth picking, nail flicking thing? I, I, did, I did it. I did everything last night. I did everything. That, and, and, and they didn't win. They didn't win. That means you going to the game does not matter. In fact, they need your support. Yeah. You need to be there. Well, you need to yell and scream. If I didn't go, I was going to offer the tickets to my brother, my older brother. Mm-hmm. He's a huge sports fan. Guess who was at the game last night? Your brother. Oh, he yeah. can't go now, right? <laughs> yeah. He's, yeah. he's officially been Stay banned. Away. Well, good. I'm looking. I'm looking forward to being there with you tonight. Yeah, it's gonna be really cool. All right, let's take a break. We got stuff to do. We got things to talk about. We have stuff to give away as well. We'll come back with the entertainment report. Stay put. Stupid question on the way too. And I do have a World Series based question. We will ask when we come back. Stay there. If you like what you hear, you can see it too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. Hey, Window Nation brings the best of the home show savings right into your home. You can get two free windows with every two you buy with no limit, plus pay no interest for 60 months. Go to windownation.com slash home show and use their free virtual visualizer to see how their window options will look on your home. But hurry, these once a year home show savings end soon. Get two windows free with every two you buy and pay no interest for five full years. Call today, 866-90NATION or go to windownation.com slash home show. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Came up a hunger starts on uh, Monday. The food trucks and fire uh, food trucks and fireworks event uh, that I missed last year. That I'm excited to be a part of this year. Uh, it's happening on Wednesday. Marissa, you have the <clears throat> list. All right. So later on this morning, reveal. Uh, we're going to reveal oh. the uh, all the food trucks involved. Cool. Uh, the numbers have like doubled. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so last year was a, a learning event. It was a new. It was a fresh idea, new thing to execute, and uh, we learned that we need. Twice the amount of food trucks. Yeah, so. it was impressive. It was so well attended, and people were so excited. And we had great food trucks there, and they were they were just they were just lines, and people just they were very patient. But yes, we're going to do better this year, and some uh, even cooler things with uh, celebration fireworks and that whole uh, extravaganza. So um, uh, that I want to be surprised on. That I don't want to know the details on. But uh, the food trucks we will spell out for you a little bit later on this morning. In the meantime, we're going to give away a pair of tickets uh, for the band live. They're performing at. 
uh, the Excite Center inside Parks Casino. Uh, this is going to be on November 18th. So the question, and thank you to listener Steve Plant from Charlotte, North Carolina. Mm. Uh, he sent me in a World Series-related stupid question, and it is as follows. The Yankees have the most World Series titles with 27. Mm. Which franchise has the second most and how many? Interesting. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. Casey wrote it down. Uh, the first part is right. The, yeah, second, the second part is incorrect. No, that's correct. That's all right, but do you, we'll give you yeah. we'll give you big it's points something. for that. Hmm. All right, 215-263-WMMR. Call now. See if you know the answer. So I need to know which team has the second most uh, World Series titles and how many. 215-263-WMMR. Birthdays to mention on Thursday, November 8th, in, or no, 3rd, include uh, Kate Capshaw. Yeah. Mrs. Steven Spielberg. Absolutely. Yeah. I uh, guess they met on uh, Temple of Doom, right? I believe that is where that relationship started. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so she is 69 years old. A couple of other movies. Uh, Steve, you and I uh, like the, the movie Dreamscape. Yeah, there's a really sexy uh, scene in that where uh, Dennis Craig kind of goes into her sleeping yeah. state. Yep. Is that- that probably wouldn't fly these no. days. No. <laughs> he violates her in, uh, in, in a well, dream. In a dream. And uh, yeah. it's kind of interesting. But, now uh, that I think about it. What else would she be in? Because there's no list of, uh, of uh, titles oh, here for her. I'm yeah, trying that, to remember. Th- those are really the ones that I remember. Okay. Um, she's d- done a couple things, though. Yep. She turns uh, 69 years old today. Uh, what else is she in here? Yeah, it's, it's got Black Rain. I, I never saw Oh, it. that's with uh, Michael Douglas. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I liked uh, Chubby Rain. I thought that was Chubby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> it's so good. It's excellent. Thank Bow you. Finger, thank little you, Bowfinger yeah. reference this morning. Steve, for you and only you, it is Michael Dukakis's birthday. Oh! Michael oh, Dukakis, former Massachusetts <laughs> governor, uh, is 89 years old today. And Steve Morrison has a <laughs> pair of footy pajamas with Michael Dukakis. <laughs> Casey got them for me. He I did. did. I love to collect, uh, after like a political campaign goes south, there's, there's still stuff you can buy. Yeah. Uh, you know, up on like Amazon and stuff like that. So I was jokingly said I would love a Michael Dukakis, um, you know, uh, footy pajamas. He got them for me. We also got you a glass bottom kayak. Uh, I don't know if you've ever used that either. <laughs> oh my you god, gotta that's stop, right. You got to stop talking about things that you you. Uh... I don't really have a lot of opportunity <laughs> to use the is glass. It, uh, it's, it's inflatable. inflatable. It's yes. inflatable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I use it as a soup bowl now. Okay. But, you know what? Those inflatable things they, they actually they hold They're up. Pretty, yeah. They do. I, yes, I, it's it's there. It's at the ready. Uh, maybe I'll. I'm, am you want to buy it? Uh, no, I might borrow okay, it. Okay, all right. And, uh, I'll take some pictures for you. You got to wear it. Maybe I'll buy from you. We can yeah. at the, the bay down to shore. To, uh, oh, yeah, you can see Lake. all the murky water. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be beautiful. Whoever uses it first has, Look to at wear, has to wear the pajamas while they're kayaking. Okay. Okay. All right, complete the whole By thing. the way, is there any clear water around here anywhere? I, well, I bet you would. water. Yeah, but I bet you we could. Well, I'm going to do a little research. Okay. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, Larry Holmes, former heavyweight boxing champion, is 73 today. Uh, Dennis Miller has his birthday. He's the same age as Kate Capshaw. He turns 69 years old. One of my favorites. Uh, celebrating her 70th birthday is Roseanne Barr. Wow. Uh, then you have Dolph Lundgren, yeah. who's a year older, at 65. That's wild, because Roseanne Barr and Dolph Lundgren were a thing for a while. Oh, but they yeah, were yeah, a yeah. couple? I had no idea. <laughs> and Dolph, as you've mentioned before, Steve, is is more intelligent than some people might think, he's... because he's... Sometimes he plays these characters that oh, are kind of yeah. just, you know, like a stump. No, he's uh, like a mental big... level intellect. Yeah, so yeah. He, he is uh, 65 years old today. Last scene in, what was it, Creed 2? 
Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. He was and the, uh, I think, yeah, that was the second Creed movie, wasn't it? He's all over the place. Yeah. He does a whole bunch of stuff. What's that weird, there's a commercial where there's a CGI. Younger, younger version of him. Yes. I think it's a deodorant oh. commercial. It is. And, and, and all I, the sweat is yes. pouring out of his armpit. And it really weirds me out. I, yeah. you know, yeah. It's Uncanny that, Valley. Yes, it is, Stephen. It's not great animation of Dolph Lundgren. I just, like, put Dolph Lundgren in the commercial. It's okay that he's older, you know. True. I, I don't well, know why they have to use a CGI version of younger Dolph Lundgren. You know, Dolph Lundgren was a champion Karate uh, competitor. Okay. Yeah. Uh, World he, champion. He is uh, 65 today. Kathy Kinney, who played Mimi on the Drew Carey show, oh, wow. uh, turned 68. That's and her one and only that I remember her from. Me too, Steve. Yeah. I was trying to think of what else she may have been in, and she was such oh. a huge part of that show. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that's all oh, I know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She's so hot. She's 68 today. Uh, uh, Lulu has a birthday. She sang to Sir with Love. Love that song. I love that movie. And I love Lulu. <laughs> she is uh, 74 years old. Another musician, Adam Ant. And, oh. and also an actor. Adam Ant uh, did a few uh, roles. Yep, Goody Two Shoes, his biggest hit. I like uh, the song Ant Music when he was with Adam and the Ants. I saw Adam Ant at a uh, microbrewery performing, what? yes, on Long Island. Uh, he acted as if he was at Madison Square Garden Press, and it was a great show. Yeah, to go for yeah. it. Uh, so Goody Two Shoes, what was another one? Stand and Deliver. few cool songs from uh, Adam Ant. He is uh, 68 years old today. Uh, it's Kendall Jenner's birthday today. Oh, yeah, a little party in the Jenner sphere for oh, girl. Kendall and the crew. She dressed up as one of the Toy Story sluts. Uh, <laughs> she was Jesse. Yeah, as uh, she wasn't her. the Toy Story wasn't a slut. Oh, they're all sluts. <laughs> uh, it was a sexy outfit yeah. for sure. Uh, she turns twenty-seven years old today, and the final birthday on my list, and it's a biggie oh, for a very good friend of ours. He turns fifty years old today. It's Bert Kreischer's. Oh! I was just texting with him yesterday. No kidding? Yeah. I watched that, tra- that I sent you guys the trailer. Did you watch it? I did. No. All right, so he leaked the trailer for The Machine. Okay. And he's trying to put some pressure on the movie company to help to, to let him release the movie. I had a feeling there was something going on with this. And so I... Uh, it looks good. It. I actually laughed out loud. I couldn't, <laughs> like... First of all, it was slick. The beginning of the trailer, it's really, really slick. It look, It's shot really well. Uh... And it makes it look like it's a, like a like a drama, like right. an action thing, like Born Identity. Uh, and then it sort of cuts to him, and, I'm, and then he just has a really funny moment. And then he has an even funnier moment at the end of the trailer. And I like legit laughed out loud at it. And so okay. I texted him that I was really excited. And he said, um, "Hey, do me a favor and bring it up on tomorrow. I'm trying to get the studio to let us release the movie." And he leaked it yesterday. Let's help with this uh, campaign. Yeah, because, for sure, especially well, yeah. on his birthday. You put those two. Uh, you put the force behind that as well, and Bird's fans, maybe they'll rally and, yeah. and get some pressure on the company. Casey, yeah. I was blown away by this trailer. It's 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 really done well. It, it is. Yeah. So so um, Connor brought it up. I don't want you to watch it without the audio. Okay. I, yeah, I yeah. want you to okay. like, spend it. Yeah, yeah, I started to watch it last night, but uh, I got it while uh, the game was on, and I'm like, well, I can't really take this in right now. So I'm, yeah. I'll watch it uh, during a commercial break. I'm excited for him, because if, if the movie is any, if, if the trailer is any indication on the quality of the movie, I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm in. I mean, I was going to be in anyway because right. I love that guy. But well, uh, will we maybe talk to him next week or something like that? Or uh, possibly? Or, okay, yeah, so possibly. I didn't, I didn't know if it would be worth talking to him today or since. But whatever. Yeah, yeah. we're working it's it his out. Birthday. Ah, hell. I'm sure God. he's got plans. I didn't realize it was his birthday. All right. Well, happy birthday to everyone, including Burt Kreischer, celebrating birthdays today. Let's see if we can get an answer to a stupid question this uh, morning. 
Uh, the Yankees have uh, the most World Series titles with 27. Uh, which franchise has the second most and how many? 215-263-WMMR, our number, and we will go to Anthony for the answer. Anthony, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Guys. Yeah, what, what's wrong, guys? I misunderstood your question. <laughs> okay. Okay, All sorry. Right. So, so anyhow, uh, you think you would have gotten it right? No, I didn't. Hey, I, Anthony, yeah, yeah. what's your answer? Uh, uh, St. Louis with 11? Yes. Yeah. The Cardinals have had 11 World Series titles and 11. So the Yankees have the most championships in all uh, American professional sports franchises with, with 27. I thought he was asking which franchise of all the sports, hockey, uh, basketball, and football as well, has the most, and that was the Canadians. So, Oh, See, you yeah. wrote Canadians, and I'm looking at this upside down, and I thought it was Cardinals. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyhow, no, the, the most World Series titles. Yeah, my bad. Uh, so the Yankees had uh, 27, the Cardinals had 11, and Anthony now gets tickets to see live. It still the, worked out for Anthony. Uh, yeah. It did. Yeah. Uh, Good job, man. Presented by WMMR, this show is going to be on November 18th, the Excite Center, Inside Park Casino in Ben Salem, 21 and over event, and tickets are sold out. Uh, you can check out other great upcoming events at parkscasino.com. Uh, let's begin with this story. Chadwick Boseman's wife, uh, Simone, spoke with Whoopi Goldberg Tuesday in her first sit-down interview since Chadwick's death in August of 2020. She said, it's been the most challenging two years I've ever had in my life. Uh, when Whoopi asked if it was hard to keep... Uh, the severity of his illness a secret. She said, well, it was COVID uh, when things were really starting to spiral and that meant that everybody was in their house and there was no pressure for anybody to go outside. It seemed like, uh, is this a crazy coincidence that we get to actually be inside, that we get to be here with family together and everybody in the world is also experiencing this togetherness in the midst of this awful, scary, unpredictable time? Uh, we kept that that circle real. Our circle was basically a dot, she said. Uh, through tears, she added, I can't believe uh, that I was so lucky. I can't believe that I got to love this person and no. also got them to love me, too. Yeah, it's still crazy to think. Yeah, that. it is. He's uh, gone, and he had just reached the pinnacle. The pinnacle, the pinnacle of his career so far. I remember the actor who had worked with him on a set and was interpreting what was going on as him being a diva, not realizing right. he was being... Treated for pain management? Yeah. Yeah. That's too bad. Um, Speaking of ill health, Sharon Stone is emphasizing the importance of getting a second opinion when it comes to medical diagnoses. On Tuesday, the Basic Instinct actress took to her Instagram stories to share that she had just had another misdiagnosis and incorrect procedure. Uh, When the pain got worse after receiving a double epidural, Mm. Stone said she sought a second opinion, and that's when doctors found a large fibroid tumor that must come out. And she said, ladies in particular, don't get blown off. Get a second opinion. It can save your life. I'll be down for four to six weeks for full recovery. Uh, Thanks for your care. It's all good. I think that's so important because a lot of people will, you know, they know their doctor, they trust them, and, and, uh, you know, you get referred, you go to a specialist, and they say, this is what you have, and and that's it. And you're like, okay, and you believe them. If it's important, yes, you get, get get a second. Dr. Mike was my second opinion. I was not pregnant. Uh, That is good. You were like, this can't Uh, be right. It just doesn't seem right, Dr. Mike, immediately. Dr. Mike actually told me um, a few weeks ago, he goes, I don't like this. You need a second opinion. And the second opinion was the right one, not the original. Uh There's a perfect example. Yep. Yep. Most definitely. Hey, filmmaker Paul Haggis told jurors on Wednesday that he believed he had a consensual encounter with a woman who later accused him of rape, portraying himself as a flirt 
who had acted on what he thought was mutual attraction. Uh, publicist Haley Brees alleges that he had forced her to perform oral and then raped her on 2000, in 2013 as she repeatedly told him no. As Agus took the stand as the defendant in the civil rape trial, he said uh, she never, quote, gave me any indication that it was anything other than consensual until he heard from her attorneys in 2017. She sued soon after. Uh, for five years, he said, I've been unable to clear my name and now I will. Uh, Breest earlier gave the jury an extensive account of the alleged assault. She had said, I said, stop, stop, stop. As she is seeking unspecified damages, there are no criminal charges in the case. Haggis's testimony uh, is due to continue Thursday, and it hasn't yet addressed all of Breest's accusations. So it's pretty wild. That continues. Yeah. You know, he's claiming, or at least uh, his lawyer has floated out the possibility that there is a Scientology. Yeah. Um, campaign element to this. Who yeah. knows? Yep. Uh, speaking of lawsuits, uh, Mariah Carey is heading into November with an early Christmas present, the $20 million cap- copyright lawsuit that she was facing over uh, the hit All I Want for Christmas Is You has been dismissed. Yay! Musician Andy Stone, who performs as Vince Vance. Uh, Vince Vance? Yeah, it's a stupid name. Yeah. Uh, vile to dismiss his <laughs> and case. And now, the singer with the stupid name, Vince Vance. <laughs> Uh, he has filed to dismiss his case. Uh, so the development comes five months after Stone accused Carrie and her co-writers of copyright infringement and unjust in- enrichment over her song, which shares a title with one of his own. That's teams. it. Yeah, that's it. So Stone filed to dismiss the case without prejudice, which means it can be brought again. Uh, Stone filed a civil lawsuit against Carrie, co-writer Walter Afanasiev. Uh, and Sony Music Entertainment in June claiming that they never sought or obtained permission to use the song title, All I Want for Christmas is You. Uh, Stone's song was released in 1989. Uh, Mariah's came out in 1994. Come on. Uh, the singer-songwriter claimed in the lawsuit that his song, which features vocals from Lisa Lane, received extensive airplay on the radio during the 1993 Christmas season, propelling the country ballad to number 55 on Billboard's Hot Country Singles and Tracks chart the following year. So Vince Van... Vince Vance hired Lisa Lane. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. Uh, we're looking at him, and uh, he is, I guess, what you'd call the male Mariah Carey. Yeah, and, he's a lot like he that. He looks like a lit match. Uh, an amended complaint filed weeks after uh, complained or claimed that the lyrics of both tracks contain, quote, substantial similarities and tell the same story, incorporating the same arc from beginning to end. An individual who wants their partner more than material goods or seasonal comforts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stone's lawyers allege in the documents that they initially reached out to Carrie and the other defendants in April of 2021 over the unauthorized use of the song. After they were unable to come to an agreement, Stone made a personal request to send a cease and desist to Carrie, whom he claims continues to exploit his work despite the letter. Uh, that's one of the songs, you know, the you, that's lightning in a bottle to create a song that is now... Part of the Christmas songbook. Yeah, it'll be in the rotation forever, no matter what. Yes. You're right. Uh, it topped the Billboard Hot 100 charts and is the only Christmas song to have been certified diamond by the RIAA for more than 10 million copies sold. Wow, that is 10, million. 10 million. Yes, 10 million, 10 million. copies. Uh, 10 the, million, 10 million, 10 million copies. The track has also earned at least $60 million in royalties. So it's uh, done very, very well for Mariah. Uh, Italian paramilitary police raided hotel rooms used by employees of a catering company on the Equalizer 3 set 
on the uh, Amith, uh, Amalfi Coast and arrested two caterers after seizing more than 100 grams of cocaine on Tuesday. Uh-oh. Is that a lot of cocaine? I don't know. Uh, 100 grams. I don't know how many pounds that would weigh in. It's about three feet. Or, I guess grams would break down. I don't know. A kilogram is about two and a half pounds. Okay. Uh, but I don't know how many grams. <laughs> how many grams? Kilograms. Kilograms. I don't know how, how much is, uh, Kilogram is How much is that dog in the wood? Right, hold on. What, what are we trying to convert? Give it to me. 100 grams into pounds. Yeah, that's uh, less than a pound. That's less than a pound? Oh, yeah. come on. Okay. Yes, it's point two. Yeah. A point two? I mean, okay, so that's a quarter pound. That's a lot of cocaine. Well, isn't that? Maybe yeah. it's just for the Yeah. 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 A quarter yeah. pound of cocaine is a lot of cocaine. <laughs> yeah. A, a gram of cocaine is, uh, you know, Let's see. Know. Let's see. Let me go back to the 1980s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. What, <laughs> what would Crockett <laughs> and Tubbs tell you? Yeah, yeah. Cocaine. So Put anyway. on your pastel cover, uh, jacket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I told you guys a couple of years ago, somebody asked me if I wanted to do cocaine. And I was like. You were like, I, yeah. I, I, no. I was oh. like, I was like uh, no, thank you. And then I almost said, do people still do cocaine? <laughs> But yes, apparently yeah. people, a lot of people do go get it. Apparently they do. Anyway, cops broke in to hotel rooms in the seaside resort of uh, Maori, and they uh, used by Equalizer 3 caterers. After the head of the film's catering service suddenly died of a heart attack on Monday evening, mm. and several small packages of cocaine were subsequently found in the man's clothing, raising suspicions that there could be more drugs on the production's premises. The police search yielded 120 grams of cocaine and led the uh, two to two other members of the film's catering vendor being placed under house arrest in the hotel uh, on alleged drug dealing See, charges. They knew something was up because Denzel ordered a minute steak and got it in 11 seconds. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Equalizer 3 uh, is currently in its fourth week week of shooting. I can't wait. Uh, in Italy, yeah. I like to... Uh, now that I know they were eating cocaine. Right. Uh, Breaking Bad star Aaron Paul has filed a petition to change his name along with his wife and child. Uh, the 43-year-old actor has made the decision to undergo an official name change for all members of the family and submitted the documents uh, to make it official. Aaron, whose real surname is actually uh, Sturtevant, uh, has been known in the acting world by his alternative moniker for years and now wants wife Lauren uh, per- Parasikian uh, and his baby son to have new names, too. I, I see that as being a logical move. He's known that way. Yeah. Right? However, their little boy won't be changing his surname. He's already registered as Paul, despite his parents not currently being officially called the name. But his Christian names are actually going to be changed. His, he was born Casper Emerson, and they're changing his name to Ryden Caspian. What was the deal with was Meatloaf at the time of his death? Was he simply Meatloaf? I know he changed oh, I don't know. his name I'm legally. Uh, they have already, double Beatloaf. Maybe that's what is. Maybe that he was born as double Beatloaf and changed it to Meatloaf. <laughs> Uh, They've already been using the new name for the baby on their social media accounts and have started uh, stated that they want to create a uniform family name that ties in with Aaron's stage name, hence the change. If you were to pick a Beatle as your last name, as he did, what would you pick? Uh, Preston uh, Ringo? See, Preston Paul wouldn't. No, it would not work. He'd be spitting all over everyone. And uh, Preston 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 George? Well, I guess George is the last yeah, name, right? Preston George. Yeah. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Preston John. I think Preston Harrison works. Preston, are, you, are, are you going first names or last names? Uh, like Preston McCartney. Whatever you want. Yeah. Preston, Preston McCartney. McCartney. I mean, that yeah. like, you, you guys Preston get married. Preston McCartney. <laughs> oh. 
It's great talking to you. That's, how'd you get in here? I just found my way into the dreamscape technology. <laughs> the same way that Dennis Quaid violated that woman. <laughs> Were you listening earlier? I was. Love the show. <laughs> so much. Didn't win the $1,000, though. No, no, I'm sorry. You're didn't trying win. for you, Hulu. You, Hulu, Absolutely. Yeah. You, Hulu. Hey. Whoop-de-doo. <laughs> Whoop-de-doo, loot. That's the next one. Okay, well, anyway, I, I, we can talk about this all day. Uh, by the way, uh, Raiden was born in April and is the couple's second child. They already share a four-year-old daughter whose name is Story Annabelle Paul. Oh. Annabelle. That is correct, yes. Yeah, so. Raiden and Story. Yeah. Annabelle. And yeah. Annabelle. Raiden, that's from Mortal Kombat, right? Is it? it yeah. Co- yeah. You know, he's a big gamer. I yeah. think you're right. One of those characters. Uh, was Raiden. Scorpion taken, I guess. And his daughter, mm-hmm. Crash Bandicoot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or uh, Sub-Zero. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you, Sub-Zero? Uh, let's see. In an interview uh, with IndieWire, published on Tuesday, Daniel Radcliffe commented on the open letter that he wrote for the Trevor Project's website in 2020 in response to J.K. Rowling's transphobic comments. Uh, in the letter, Radcliffe had declared transgender women are women. And uh, the actor told the outlet, the reason I felt very, very much as though I needed to say something uh, when I did was because, particularly since finishing Potter, I met so many queer and trans kids and young people who had a huge amount of identification with Potter on that. Uh, And so seeing them hurt on that day, I was like, you know, I wanted them to know that not everybody in the franchise felt that way. And that was really important. And he said, it was really important as I've worked with the Trevor Project uh, for more than 10 years. And so I don't think that I would have been able to look myself in the mirror had I not said anything. So that's why he had decided uh, to speak out at that point. I still time. follow uh, J.K. Rowling on Twitter. And um, it's remarkable to me that um, she still fights this fight as much as she does. She's very vocal about it. And I don't I don't um, begrudge her for having an opinion on it. But she is incredibly vocal about what her opinion is. And, and mm. she never backs down. So for better or worse, she just keeps going with it. Okay. On a recent episode of the Not Skinny But Not Fat podcast, Ashley Tisdale revealed that she never thought that her high school musical co-star Zac Efron was hot. Uh, She said, it's because I was friends with him before the movie, and he was way younger than me. Uh, He was like a brother, too. I've been friends with people that I thought were hot, Mm -hmm. Casey. Uh. <laughs> However, she did admit that he looked hot in his 2007 Rolling Stone cover, and she said, I was like, all right, for sure. Now I understand. Have you seen him lately? He's nope. jacked up playing a wrestler. Uh, he, I mean, he's got to have added on like 20 pounds of like, muscle. Like uh, Greco-Roman or like, uh, like, a, like, a rest, like a WWE wrestler? Okay. Uh, or she, at that time, WWF, I guess. She said, uh, uh, I think I just knew him too well and had been best friends with him for so long that it's like your brother and uh, that you are hanging out with. So she never saw it in that particular way. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, look, look up on the screen here, Preston. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's both up quite Yeah. Well. Wow. Yeah. That's him on the right and then after on the left. <laughs> that's not Oh, him. that's a woman. I'm sorry. Who is that on the I right? I don't know. Yeah. But, so Anne Hathaway doesn't think the Devil Wears Prada would work again today for one practical reason. While promoting her new film, Armageddon Time, the actress shared why she doesn't think a sequel is likely. Author Lauren Weisberg, uh, Weiserberg 
uh, wrote a second book called Revenge Wears Prada, The Devil Returns in 2013. And she said, I don't know if there can be a sequel movie. I just think that that movie was in a different era. You know, now everything's gone so digital and that movie centered around the concept of producing a physical thing. It's just very different now. It ends the right way, too. Yeah, you don't. You, need, you don't need more. No, no. Uh, she continued saying, Not unless you brought in like Sub Zero. She said, although it is tempting to think about Andy and Emily needing to get Miranda her coffee, and she's somewhere in Europe, and then along the way they pick up Stanley Tucci in Italy, who's at a restaurant. It's tempting, but I don't think it's going to happen. Hathaway did suggest rebooting the movie with a new cast. She said, but they could relaunch it. They no. could find uh, new people and do it. Uh, do you think they would let us do that? So I think it. I, it's a, I watch it whenever it's on. Yeah, it's I really movie. love the movie. Yeah, and I, I think the ending is perfect because this this cast iron woman, you know, there are flashes of humanity, and mm-hmm. she does something very selfless yep. at the end of the movie that makes it pretty cool. Yeah, and also Andy's time. She 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 went in that world. Yep. She, her life changed a little bit and realized. You know, it rings true to us because both you and I, at a certain point, had to get out of high fashion. In fashion, it was eating us alive. It was cut throat. So that's not us. We're better than that. We're better than that. Uh, To be honest, so that's why we decided to bail on it. You're better than that. Uh, the official trailer for Avatar: The Way of the Water was released yesterday. Showed it on the uh, uh, the World Series last night. According to Variety, the highly anticipated sequel, which takes place more than a decade after the original film, is set to December. Uh, set to debut on December 16th. To be honest, I don't know how they're going to milk another two or three movies out of this. I don't know. I mean, uh, it, I, that was four total. I looked at it, and I'm like, we've already been here. We have. Me We're personally. just underwater now. I know. Uh, and yeah. that's okay, and it looks pretty amazing, and I will certainly uh, want to see it. I really enjoyed the first one. Yep. Uh, and it, it is, if you you know, for 3D setups at home, it's kind of like the, you know, the benchmark. Yeah, but, but uh, four sequels... What are you going to do? I know. Yeah. I, well, one of them is going to be in a bowling alley. Oh, yeah. all right. So, or skiing. Yeah. Like, like, like ski patrol. Yeah. Like, yeah. Tonight like, we bowl. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I'm I, listen. I'm I'm different than you guys. I am totally down with this. I'm I, with I, I hope I, I hope whole, it's great. Yeah, I, I love I, the universe. When it was over, I wanted to live in Pandora. So. <laughs> <laughs> You guys, I, it was deadly. Yeah, it would be deadly to humans. You remember that? Yeah. No, listen, I'm I'm gonna see it. Yeah, and I, and I hope it's great. But from on the surface, I was kind of like, eh, you know, that was what's so great about the original. You were like, oh my god, never saw this. You before. need to see this. Yeah. This is something new. But maybe they will listen. It's James Cameron. He, yeah, he's, he's got Navi summer vacation. He's got the golden touch. So we'll see. Uh, Variety reports that White Lotus star Aubrey Plaza will be joining Katherine Hahn for the WandaVision spinoff titled Agatha, Coven of Chaos, and that'll be at Disney+. Plus. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Uh, Hahn is reprising a role, uh, Agatha Harkness, uh, while details about Plaza's character are being kept quiet for now. I, I'm trying to remember how, well, I don't want to talk well, about the ending of a show, sh- but how that ended for WandaVision. There are a lot of people who made the case that Agatha was... Right, and was trying to stop um, something, you know, yeah. things yeah. in motion that played out poorly. Yes. So we'll and see then, how that plays out. And then finally, according to today, Apple TV Plus dropped the trailer for Spirited on Wednesday. That uh, is a reimagining of A Christmas Carol, and it stars Will Ferrell playing the ghost of Christmas Present, who tries to help Ryan Reynolds' character, Clint Briggs, uh, change for the better. I had already seen some clips of that. Yeah, this will be like the 448th remaking of uh, A Christmas Carol. It's yeah. a classic. Yeah. Scrooged. Yeah. All right, we're ready to play some clips now. 
A radio host takes a call where an unknown person threatens to kill his entire family mm. on air in On the Line. And here, yes, Mel Gibson stars, and he reveals his biggest life lessons. Here we go. I think it, it all starts with, like, you got to look at yourself a lot. And and it's like, you know, how do you, how do you get meaning out of this existence? And what's it all about? So it's a, it's, it's a search in that direction. And I think the search, you might never get to the end of it, but I think the very act of searching yields some kind of good fruit. I had three testicles. <laughs> I had three testicles. <laughs> That's him doing his radio show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, on the line is in theaters tomorrow. I don't know what he was talking about. I have no idea. I, I can't yeah, I didn't get what the reference. You know, it's a, well, uh, you know, it's a solid movie that um, kind of is a scenario similar to this. Is talk radio? Yeah, yeah. But uh, I don't know. I don't know if this all takes place behind the microphone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Let's see. Let's do the next clip. Here we go. Three friends who witness murder become suspects themselves and uncover one of the most outrageous plots in American history in Amsterdam. In this clip, star Mike Myers talks about the toughest accent for him to pull off. Is it not what she appears on the surface? Seriously. And she has a whole different agenda going on as well. He loves that Scottish Um, accent. But... It unfolds into something that you're maybe not quite expecting. <laughs> if you think I'm sexy. <laughs> All right, the actual clip? Yeah, actually, All right, here we go. Standard Southeast, which is educated London environs, is very, very specific. But I enjoy the challenge. My parents had very thick, I have a thick Canadian accent. My parents had very thick Liverpool accents. And so it was very, very, accents were everything. Shut up, dummy. <laughs> yeah, England has very nuanced accents. Very much so. Uh, and, and they're very um, uh, specific to certain locations. Do you so. remember that uh, he was hosting a version of the Gong Show where he was playing... This... Yeah, some character, right? It was, like, it was pretty dumb. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I never gave it a second. Yeah. I don't even remember what that character it. was. Yeah, yeah. You know what I really liked him? And it's that small role in, in Glorious Bastards where he yes. plays like a... It's, it's Churchill, right? Or yeah. some version uh, of Churchill. No, no, he's not playing Churchill. He's playing a, uh, a military... That's right, yeah. Guy. He's like, it's Project Kino. Yeah, and he's yes. really good at different dialects and yeah. different accents, and, and it's a really bit small role, but I like him in it. He's good mm-hmm. at Bohemian Rhapsody as the... Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. I, to yeah. be honest, Nick, I had watched all of Inglorious Bastards and did not know <laughs> that was him. Very heavily made up. On. Did yeah. you see Garth sitting next to him? <laughs> 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 no, man. Uh, Amsterdam is out tomorrow in theaters, by the way. That's your entertainment report. <laughs> all right, we got stuff happening today, including uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame CEO, Greg Harris, joining us. The induction ceremonies are this weekend. Uh, Taryn Killam from Saturday Night Live will be on, and our buddy John Brazier from the Phils, uh, director of Fun and Games, will be on our program here in the studio today. Okay, so apparently what? one of the clearest uh, lakes or, <laughs> that you can... You've been doing research the whole time. like a half hour ago. Not the whole time, but I have an answer. Now, this is according to somebody who, who is uh, very out in the wilderness all like the time. Swamp all right. He says it's Falls Park, uh, and it's in Bucks County, Steve. Oh. Falls Park in Bucks County, it's clear. A, it's a 
spring-fed quarry, he said, you'll find very clear water there, and you can use your... Inflatable uh, see-through <laughs> kayak. Correct. Ah. So does he call that the clearest uh, body of water in the he area? He says, honestly, Falls Park is the clearest. It's a spring-fed quarry. Hmm. Well, hang on. Before you start awarding... <laughs> <laughs> I just saw the name my person's opinion, okay? <laughs> Yeah, uh, he, he owns like driftwood. Two, points. He two owns, points for the cleanest water. He owns driftwood water adventures. It's stand up paddleboard and kayaking. Oh. So he he okay. goes to several different places. You know, Casey, I heard that uh, Muck and Pates Creek was really. <laughs> I, 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 I've been to Muck and Pates. I can tell you, really Creek as well is yeah. pretty. Do you know what it does? It's supposedly they're filling in. Is uh, Dutch Springs, Preston? Filling in, right? Isn't that? Wasn't that? Or they? They? They're? They're stu- That's the quarry where everyone goes to get yeah, certified. Uh, yeah. Well, that's they closed it, but yeah. they're doing what now? I, I, no, I guess they closed it, but I thought they were going to like like demolition part of it or oh, like really? Uh, yeah, I haven't heard about I that. Know, I'll have to look yeah. at it. That was a shame, man. That we we filled in with M and M's going there, yeah. but uh, nonetheless, uh, Muck and Pates. Now I'm thinking about <laughs> Buxco versus Delco. Muck and Pates. Which, by the way, uh, we're, we're thinking about re- reviving some form of competition at the Camp Out for Hunger next charity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we will uh, we'll hopefully have details on that. Uh, it's a soon fist for fight you. between me and Kathy. <laughs> yes. We're just gonna all out fight. It'll be we're gonna <laughs> dip their knuckles in glue and in broken glass <laughs> and have a fight. Uh, so hopefully you'll be there for that. Yeah. All right, we're gonna take a break. We'll come back in a second. Make sure you stay with us. Preston and Steve's 25th annual Camp Out for Hunger, supporting Phil Abundance at Xfinity Live inside the Wells Fargo Center Complex. Starting Monday, November 7th, they'll be live from inside the Bimbo Bakeries USA broadcast tent. Hey gang, your support has always been amazing, and we're hoping you can help out again. Plus, we've missed your faces. Come enjoy some Dunkin' Coffee, have fun, and say hi. Donate non-perishable food items at our drive through drop-off with volunteers equipped by Stoffer Glove and safety or make a donation at WMMR.com and at the register of your local Acme market. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger. Made possible by Victory Brewing Company, Campbell's Soup, Cash Cow Vending, Sea Box, Custom Shipping Containers, Gilbane Building Company, and Thackray Crane. 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. Later on this morning, our buddy Brage is stopping in from uh, the Phils, and uh, Taryn Killam will be joining us. We also have the CEO of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Greg Harris. Uh, the induction ceremonies are this weekend. Uh, but I think we should stroll the aisles. I got some odds and ends ah! I'd like to share with you this morning, friends. So come on in. Head over to the local stall. There's your proprietor, Preston Elliott, on the front porch, waving yawn in. Gives you an inappropriate pat on the butt. <laughs> I got uh, a couple of things that uh, have to do with the World Series. And one of them is a follow-up. Uh, Jim and Aaron, the couple that met on Broad Street after the uh, NLCS yeah. champion, after the win... Uh, she had put him up on her shoulders. We had them on the show. They had never spoken to no. each other since that night. They had DM'd. Until they came on our radio program, and they went to the game last night. They did. Together, oh. and there are pictures of them. There are pictures of her, he on her shoulders again, and uh, her on his shoulders this time. I see why he was so eager to to uh, meet her again. Yeah, she's beautiful. So, yeah, yeah, she's gorgeous. Yeah, we were uh, Casey had shown us pictures, and I commented that she's not just kind of cute. Yeah, yeah, she's like beautiful. <laughs> yeah, uh, and he's a good looking fellow. He is absolutely, yeah. and they're both really smart too. Yeah. Uh, so uh, apparently, they got tickets through Lopez McHugh LLP, a medical malpractice firm. That reached out to them, and they had tickets, and they gave them tickets. That's awesome. Isn't that excellent? Uh, so, and by the way, 
Uh, Jim, who, you know, we when we had spoke to him, apparently he wanted to plug his band and he forgot to do it while he was on what? with us. So he's in a band, and I love this name, Pokey John. Pokey John. <laughs> is the name of the band. P-O-K-E-J-A-W-N. Like yeah. Pokemon, but Pokey John. And they're actually, they're going to be playing with the band Weedus. On no. January 12th at World oh, Cafe Live. Yeah. Teenage some jobs then? Yeah, Teenage Dirtbag wow. Weedus. That's correct. Yeah, so they're going to be uh, they're going to be doing that. Uh, you can find them on Instagram at PokeyJohn. Uh, and he says, more merch coming in a couple of weeks if you want to check that out. So uh, I hope that went really well. I mean, it was not an ideal game to go to. No. But uh, still, the, the chance that they uh, had... An evening to spend talking, finding out a little bit more about each other. It's like right out of a rom-com. And getting some, uh, yeah, like you said, Steve, yeah. it was a meat cute. It was a meat cute. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Uh, the way they As ran into it. to cute meat, which is a porn that I so recommend. I, I think it's. I think this is destined to, to go the difference. It's destined wonderful. Be, yeah. Because uh, it's such a great story to yeah. tell their kids one day. <laughs> uh, I have another fairly local story. It's in the food section. And it has to do with the World Series. So the Taco Bell steal a base, steal a taco right. deal. Well, there's another stolen base last night. Yeah. And so does that mean another free taco? Yeah, not only that, but also at the uh, Sixers game, somebody missed uh, two free throws. So it's uh, bricking for chicken <laughs> at, at Chick-fil-A. So, okay. uh, yeah, there's free food all over the place. Yeah, and so with the, with the, the stolen base promotion uh, with Taco Bell, uh, here's how you get your free taco. Uh, you can now redeem a free nacho cheese Doritos Locos taco anytime during the 10-day period following the game. Huh. Uh, and Taco Bell's World Series free taco deal now has been activated in every series since 2015, uh, including during Game 1 last year. So in order to redeem your free taco, you have to be signed up as a Taco Bell rewards member. You figure that, right? And you need to order through the app to redeem the deal. No purchase is required. As an added bonus, anyone who correctly identified whoever stole the base, like Schwarber stole the base um, to, to initially activate this. And last night it was, uh, was Harper. Harper? Yeah, Harper got a stolen base. And so uh, you have to identify them and you'll be eligible for a free medium fountain drink Ooh. via the app. What's the place that offers concussion cones for the NFL? Oh, I'm not sure who <laughs> yeah, that is, yeah. but uh, I like the idea yeah, of yeah. that. Every time a there's a concussion, concussion, you get a free ice cream cone. Okay, uh, and because you can end up with brain freeze. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You get to replicate an experience with their experience. Uh, details on the promotion are available via the MLB's website. So I like the, I like this idea. Yeah. Absolutely. Who's, um, the dude, who's the dude who's um, the, the big furniture guy? I forget his name. Uh, was Max. Yeah, yeah, Max yeah. Max yeah. Mac? Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, he got into it with some Phil's fans. <laughs> sure, did you see that? Yeah, yeah. there were some, there were some uh, really nice moments before the game. I don't know if you saw those. And, and Phil's fans were coming up to him, and apparently, you know, he, he yeah. was taking pictures and smiling. And then after the Astros lost in Game Four, uh, he was not in a, in, or in Game Three, not in a good mood. What did was, you say to him to piss him off? So well, I, you know, I called him an old uh, coot. Yeah, and I was like, uh, hey, I, furniture I, whore. You probably have bed bugs. You old coot. Yeah, and I never want to sleep on any of your mattresses. No, but he was yelling back, and it was one of those things where, like, Casey, I'm sure a Phillies fan was giving him a hard time and yeah. probably being a jerk. But yeah. if you're if you're mattress Mac. Take the high road and walk the F away. Don't drop F-bombs. Don't get caught on video because it's just a, it's not a good look for this guy. Wait, hold on. What, what's happening? Is this the guy that bet the $10 million? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so he lost $10 million no, last no, night? No, no, right? no. He could still huh. win. And yeah. So, yeah. But, but I'm sure he was getting it from some Phil since. But before the game, he was taking pictures and smiling and having a nice time. Yeah, yeah. He's a big Astros fan. And I then, mean, when uh, you have that much, uh, oh, oh, he, oh, he's the Astros fan. Okay, he's the yeah, Astros fan, yeah. He, he's, he's a very charitable dude when they have exactly. that, whole, that, that whole ice storm out there. 
he allowed people to come in and sleep in the in the store, and, and so he's, he's clearly got a good heart. But they had a bad just, boss, <laughs> and he uh, he was taking it to heart, and he was yelling at some Phils fans, not having a good time. Apparently, so, though, whoever said something to him, apparently it wasn't that bad. Really? Yes. Maybe he's just angry. Yeah, he. That's yeah, possible. Possible. Recliners are stupid. <laughs> What's that saying? all about? <laughs> All right, uh, here's another story, and this is in our area. This this almost could have been City Beat, but but I have some other stories that, that aren't quite Philly, so I didn't want to package it as City Beat just yet. How about General Beat? Uh, the closure of the Trocadero more than three years ago was, uh, well, that kind of sucked for live music in I Philadelphia. I that, yeah. Uh, the building at uh, 1003 Arch Street in Chinatown, uh, built in 1870. I didn't know that. Has sat unused since then with no apparent signs of life pointing to its future use, but it now looks like it's on track for a renovation in the years ahead. Good. According to documents from Pennsylvania's Redevelopment Assistance Capital Program. Uh, the state granted program. There's a lot of jargon here. Uh, for their 2022 list of award recipients includes an entry for Northwest Arch LLC, which is a legal entity managed by Trocadero owner Joanna Pang. Uh, the RACP document shows that a 2.5 million dollar grant has been awarded for a project to restore the venue. So re- by Restoring it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be a an entertainment venue, does it? Has that been suggested? Oh, they don't know yet. Yeah. But signs are pointing towards maybe it becoming that would active be so again. good. I love I love that place. We had truck. so many good memories for yeah. the over the history of our show. Yes. We did the uh, Teen Witch viewing there. We yeah. did a few viewings yeah. there. We but did listen. Team America World Police. We did Teen Witch. We, we did, did a Lost, didn't we? We did Lost. Oh, yeah, um, we had when, um, a couple other movies. We did, Casey premiere. we did Roadhouse there. Roadhouse. House, yeah. Um, we, yeah did we did the Kill lot, Casey we, premiere. We did yeah. a lot of stuff there, but truth be told, it was it's a dump. It was a dump. No, it's I, a total I, no, dump. I agree, yeah. but there was a charm to it that I liked. It needed an upgrade, big time. Yeah. yeah. But I liked that room. Absolutely. I liked the shape of the room, the balcony. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were listen, there were some obstructed views and things like that, but there was something about that place. It had history, and it was an old-style theater. Yeah. And so if they were to brush it up a little bit on the inside and sort of keep that same structure... I would love that. Um, it was listed on the Philadelphia Register of Historic Places in 1973. Later, it was a on the National Register of Historic Places in 1978. Uh, and apparently, it was originally called the Art Street, uh, I'm sorry, the Arch Street Opera House. It was a popular venue for burlesque and vaudeville shows, as well as opera concerts, musical comedies, and striptease. After Pang's father purchased the building in the late 1970s, it became a Chinese-themed art house cinema before emerging as a premier downtown venue for rock and punk shows. It was also briefly the home of strip opera, which Uh, was a short-lived art form. Rock and punk shows in the 1990s, um, and it had a capacity of about uh, 1,200 people when everybody was crammed in there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but during its heyday, uh, Bob Dylan, Pearl Jam, Beck, Foo Fighters, Guns N' Roses. awesome. Neil Young, Radiohead. I saw tons of shows. I think there. the um, the video for Alive uh, for Pearl Jam. Yes. half of that's at the truck. And I uh, think that where Eddie jumps down right. into the that's crowd is yeah. off of the balcony yeah. up there. Uh, so and Kreischer did his special there. Did he? That's he did. That's yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. Bert Kreischer did his special there. Yeah, exactly. So I'm happy to hear that maybe there will be life for the Trocadero. Uh, down the road a bit. Do you remember, K- Kathy? You remember the the lost um, viewing that we did that yeah. night? It was one of the, one of the pivotal episodes, and there was a problem with the yeah. sound. Do you remember that? It was a season finale. We thought we were going to be skinned alive. And, and that's when what's his name came out. 
Oh, Daniel Arst. Yes. Robot. Daniel Robot. Daniel Robot. Played Doc Arst. Yeah. Yes, he was. Uh, <laughs> Daniel Arst. Remember him? We did a uh, bunch of Sunny premieres there. Or, oh, and, yeah. Uh, uh, we had the funeral. We, well, we it was you, you came in in a the coffin. Kill, kill Casey. Yeah, Kill Casey. Yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah. So I, uh, you know, and I'm trying to find some information about uh, our friend Ned Godet. Yes. Uh, he, he ran, ran the that place. joint for a lot, and he, you know, he was sick, um, and so. Uh, you know, he had, uh, uh, like, uh, like real sick. Yeah. Like brain cancer. Oh, oh my God. Wow. So there, you know, there, I'm, so I'm trying to find an update and the latest update I have is from like, you know, August of last year. So anybody there knows was anything. A, yeah, yeah. Anybody knows anything, but there was a, uh, there's a GoFundMe that looks like it's still active. Okay. Uh, but Ned is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. He so, knows great. Well, yeah. uh, hopefully he's doing okay. All right. Uh, here's another thing. And we're going to stay in Philly for this. This could be City B. I told you, man. Damn it. Uh, But we're going to switch gears after this one. Uh, Reading Terminal Market's long-awaited expansion onto Filbert Street has finally been completed. It creates a new public space in Center City for dining, shopping, and cultural events. Nice. Okay. So I think this is under that covered area. Yeah. uh, In between, where did we used to do the St. Patrick's Day broadcast? The Fieldhouse? Yes. Yeah. And Reading Terminal Market... And there was a place you could drive through underneath there. Well, now they've made that like a space uh, where they can have events and things. So like what that. happens I to traffic? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the one it and just a half keeps driving through. Million dollar project first announced in 2019 brings 15,000 square feet of multi-purpose space uh, to the 1100 block of Filbert on the southeast side of the market. The uh, widened curbless space puts sidewalks and car lanes at equal height. To the rest of the block, so I'm not sure exactly what that means. I don't know if, uh, yeah, I guess, yeah, we're looking at a picture of this. There's no, yeah, you can't drive through there. So they've raised the street up so that it's absolutely at sidewalk height. So there's no, um, you can see, yeah, you see the grade up the side there. Yeah, yeah. so you don't step down right. into that area where that was uh, once <laughs> a uh, a street. It's funny when these things happen. When I'm uh, a pedestrian, I love it. When I'm driving through the city, I'm like, son of a bitch, I got to drive all the way around mm. an entire block. Uh, they were delayed uh, by COVID with the construction, and it began earlier this year. was completed this month. A grand opening event this past Tuesday morning featured performance from the Quaker City Street Band. Uh, and the project on Filbert Street involved widening the sidewalk and involving access to public transportation with more parking flexibility along the block. About 70% of visitors to Reading Terminal Market arrived by public transit. I didn't uh, know that. Uh, making easier access uh, a priority for the new design. So uh, what's going what's gonna to populate this area? Um, so it will allow for increased dining capacity, pop-up retail kiosks, mm. public art exhibitions, and outdoor programming curated by Reading Terminal Market. So maybe if some of the restaurants inside there are going to have an event, they can take it outside into that area. All right. All right. The, uh, the historical photos of trains leaving Reading Terminal Market because it was like a raised platform. And so the trains that would leave from there, they would head uh, north and west, would go up higher than the streets. It's it's really cool. That's pretty wild. Look into like uh, Philly's historical past, and um, it's uh, obviously it's very different now. But it, it was it's a neat way to just you know see what it once looked like. It's like that uh, the old submarine base on Market. Really? Wait, yeah, what? Oh, <laughs> sometimes I never know. In addition to the market's indoor How could seating, they do that. Uh, there are now high top tables and other seating options on the widened sidewalk. So, a new little addition to Reading Terminal Market, which is pretty cool. We learned a lot about Philadelphia in the market today. Now we're leaving Philadelphia. All right. Bye. Um,
Um, so an anonymous vet, meaning a veterinarian, okay, uh, to to Reddit for a strange request, and the request is stop naming your dog Luna. Uh. Okay. He said, on Sunday, I had five Lunas in for an appointment, and it was absurd. He said, the popular name even causes confusion as he's not always sure uh, which animal his staff is referring to. How about a return to the classics? Scruffy, Spot, Barkley, I don't care, is what he said. Uh, Some users felt personally called out and admitted that they used the popular moniker for their pets. Uh, One commenter said, my boyfriend and I both named our respective pets Luna, uh, before it was this popular, and now I am embarrassed to tell people my dog's name. I had no idea that I don't Luna know, really was know any Lunas. Do you? Yeah, neither did I. I don't Uh-oh. either. No. I met a dog the other day uh, named Dog. I was like, that's great. I'm so glad that you named your dog Dog. Um, D-O-G or D-A-W-G? No, it is just D-O-G, Dog. Okay. Yeah. Not D-A-W-G? Right, yeah. I've seen dog. that sometimes. <laughs> that's cool, too. Preston, yeah. you, uh, you said the word vet, and the other night there was a guest on... Uh, on Wheel of Fortune, and Pat introduced him as a marine vet. And I was like, oh, this guy work, works with dolphins. And he was a marine <laughs> oh, for a moment. <laughs> yeah. like, in my head, I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, that's pretty neat. I wonder what kind of yeah. animals. I felt like such a moron. <laughs> He's like, I must work on blowfish. <laughs> and, and then Pat Sajak was like, thank you for your service. And I was like, oh, I am an idiot. Yeah. I'm a stone-cold moron. You know, Pat himself is a vet. Is he really? Yes. I did not know that. What yes. kind of animals is he working He works on <laughs> primarily beluga. No, okay. he, uh, he was in Vietnam. Okay. Um, so, uh, you know, he's a tunnel rat. Do you know anything about, uh, Lunas? Anybody know anybody? <laughs> I had no, no Lunas. No. no. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I had no idea that that was apparently, uh, I wonder if some of that came from uh, Harry Potter, Nick. Uh, oh, yeah, probably. Luna Lovegood. Yeah, yeah. That um, may be it. Yeah, there were a lot of Potter-based, um, names for, for animals. Uh, and by the way, uh, Steve, Pat was a disc jockey. He worked on the same show as Adrian Cronauer for Good Morning Vietnam. There you go. How huh? about that? So he was in, in Vietnam, he was doing radio? Yeah, he was a, a U.S. Army disc jockey. Okay. Nice. All right, what else do we have here? Um, a study published in Scientific Reports connects nose-picking with dementia risk. Uh-huh. Sorry, Case. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the research yeah. was... Prefer- hey, listen, I pick my nose a lot, yeah. too. Uh, so the research... You which, can counter the effects, though, if you eat it. Which was no. performed on mice. Uh-huh. God, I, I, can't, I, I can't even eat it. Can't it even. is like when I see a little kid do it, I'm like... Uh, oh, my God. You know me and snot. It's not, that's, that's my it's, kryptonite. I just, I just never understood it. Even as a child yeah. myself, I just don't get it. Uh, so the research, which was performed on mice, suggested nose picking allows bacteria to reach the brain easier through the olfactory canal. How does a mouse pick its nose? I guess they had to train them yeah. in order to pick their noses regularly. <laughs> when they're not training them to smoke and drink. Mm. Uh, so apparently, according to the professor, James St. John, who was the head of this, said, uh, we're the first to show that chlamydia... Numenae can go directly up the nose and into the brain where it can set off uh, pathologies that look like Alzheimer's disease. Numenae? Uh He said, well, uh, we saw this happen in a mouse model. and well, That must be very pretty. Uh, the evidence is potentially scary for humans as well. Uh, so picking your nose, <laughs> which Casey was doing right now. I'm doing it to be ironic. Uh, <laughs> yeah, oh, are you really? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that would stand to reason if, if your hands are dirty or you're sending, you're introducing yeah. 
germs and things. But I had always heard nasal passages. I'd always heard the opposite, though. Well, not about Alzheimer's disease, but that um, you know, uh, introducing yourself to um, <laughs> as I grab my nose, yeah. yeah. Uh, to bacteria and things like that helps your immune system to, to fight it off uh, and to get fight it more off. Strong, I don't know. Yeah, uh, but this I is did. a different thing. This is Alzheimer's, so that I, you know, I don't know. But I was always told that if you pick your nose, your brain can cave in. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah, didn't exactly. scare you off. No. Not However, all. if you pick your ass, it can cure acne, which is I didn't a know weird that road. Yeah. That's a long road. It's a long road. Yeah. It's oh a long. God. Your butt oh up to your face. It's a long road. Are you telling me that if I pick my ass, I can cure acne? That's right, Rambo. <laughs> Mind blown. <laughs> Uh, I, these things we've learned over the past couple of months about the um, that triangle area yeah. of your face, which is apparently you don't pop pimples when that's they're in that area. Yeah. Well, the, and that would the, be it's like the nose area. The, so the same area. Same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. And and contributing to Alzheimer's. Yeah. I'm still gonna do it. Strange. <laughs> All right. Uh, here's another thing in the store. Let me walk down the aisle. We're going to go to the music section, the music and clothing section. Oh, I love this. Is my favorite music yeah. and clothing. There's been a, there's a new Grateful Dead collab uh, that just dropped. Oh, cool. Working with the sustainable brand Pact, known for their underwear and uh, athleisure wear. Uh, the band has released a handful of Deadhead approved tees, leggings, and more. And there's a subtle amount of tie-dye included in this. Is all this uh, Grateful Dead stuff in conjunction with the movie that's being made about them? Uh, probably not. No. I don't think so. I don't think this is. All right. Uh, Colorado-based company has promised to use source-sustainable materials, uh, partners with fair trade factories, and offsets their carbon footprint uh, from what they call seed to tea. Uh, and so, uh, <clears throat> they are, you know, and this is, this speaks to the Grateful Dead. Is that uh, like bunch to, of mouth? To the actual, uh, <laughs> ass, ATM, ass yeah. mouth. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, so it speaks to the band and that's why they've partnered with them. Okay. Yeah. So, obviously all the logos are on the clothing. A suitable tie dye look for the fan who doesn't need all eyes on them. The, the wharf rat tee is made of uh, GOTS certified organic cotton and comes in all sizes from small to extra large. Uh, the style is also available as a cute little muscle tank Ooh, as well. Oh I wonder what they're charging for this stuff. Yeah, right. Uh, um, the it's not uh, bad. It's like thirty eight dollars. Yeah, that's what that costs. Or, for a t-shirt. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. Hang on. The leggings yeah. are thirty eight bucks. The t-shirts are fifty eight. Okay. Men's t-shirts. I think leggings need to come back. By the way, Grateful Dead uh, bolt leggings made with ninety two percent organic cotton are deadhead chic without making it a whole thing. Yeah, you don't want it to be a whole thing. <laughs> and at thirty eight at thirty eight dollars, this purchase won't have a huge ripple effect on your wallet. That ripple. Huh? Uh, the leggings also come in gray with tiny little peace sign de- details. Uh, just a touch of gray, or uh, just a touch of gray. That okay. is correct. Uh, then you have the Grateful Dead X Packed Tank. Uh, it says the Fillmore tank is made from organic cotton and is also available as a tee. That's forty eight dollars. Then you have the Grateful Dead underwear, super cute, made from cotton. Perfect for letting life precede you at your own design. Are you Mm. guys going to get super cute underwear? Absolutely. (laughs) I love super cute underwear. I really feel, I love to feel frilly. I love Mm. to feel girly. Uh, So that's, uh, you can get a pack, and I'm not sure how many come in. It looks like four. Four. It's $58. I'll tell you what. That's actually not a bad deal. Underwear is freaking expensive. It is. Like good quality underwear. Yep. Like I I now wear Tommy John underwear. Stuff ain't cheap, but (laughs) I, I need good underwear. Yeah. 
I need you for my boys. Yeah, yeah I'm I am. Um, impressed by this line. You are or no, not? No, I'm not. It's like very, it's blah. It's well, very... what, what musical, what uh, no, 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 I mean, musician-inspired even... underwear would you wear proudly? No, no, it's not that. Even like great, some of the Grateful Dead stuff is can be nice, yeah. but this is just very, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's very blah to me. All Kathy of needs a pair of, of five-finger death punch panties. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, Grateful Dead, uh, they also have punch. the uh, packed simple tea. It says, uh, look, sometimes it's just nice to have a basic tea oh my God, that yeah. has a hint of something cool as opposed to a, shall we say, Lithuanian basketball Olympic style Grateful Dead t-shirt, which is also those. awesome. Yeah, I forget what that connection was, but somebody on the Lithuanian Olympic team was a big deadhead and then the band got behind that. This was maybe 92. Really? Yeah, yeah, Dream Team era. Okay. Uh, so like when, when um, the Dream Team happened for the Americans... The Lithuanians had a good team, and Bill Russell, uh, not Bill Russell, um, uh, oh, Bill man. Walton. Bill Walton, thank you. He's yep. a huge deadhead, and so, like, there was a basketball connection there. But, uh, yeah, and, and then the, the Lithuanian basketball dead shirts were popular for, like, a summer, and uh, they were very loud. And I don't remember that, yeah. yeah I think it was 92, Steve. I'm loving the uh, the, the baseball playoffs. On uh, it, First it was FS1, and now it's right. on Fox. So there's a guy I know named Jake Jolly, or uh, Joliet. He's a uh, an audio producer for Fox Sports, and he plays a whole bunch of, like, dead and fish as they're going into commercials. Oh, that's where, yeah. So I thought it was this guy, but as it turns out, it's this other guy named Joe, Joe Carp, uh, who is... So, like, I keep getting text messages for, throughout the entire playoffs because they're playing Shakedown Street. And, did they and do for, uh, first two the other they night? Did for, they yeah. did a yeah. whole montage of, yeah. like, the home runs to... Our traffic music. That traffic that, that you cool. hear. Yep. Uh that we play quite a bit. Well, okay. That is cool. Yeah. Uh so the Grateful Dead, are you gonna play that? Yeah, why not? Alright, play yeah. just a little bit to remind yeah. you of, of what that is. Yep. Oh, that's the live version. This is the Sonic Session version, yeah. yeah. That was a good one. It was a good one. All right, um, I got something else here. I think I got one more item I can share with you before we close up. Sharing is today. caring. So, if you happen to be going to the uh, uh, to Qatar for the World Cup, I am. Well, I got to make sure you're up to date on the nation's laws regarding alcohol. Please, yes. <laughs> uh, bringing alcohol into Qatar, which is how you pronounce it, right? Yeah, yes. Qatar. That's Qatar. Yeah, uh, is illegal and it is an offense to drink or be drunk in public. Uh, drinking in public could result in a six-month prison sentence. All right, and an eight hundred and twenty-five dollar fine. Now my duffel bag is full of coke. Will that be an issue? <laughs> That's fine. Okay. So this is going to be an entire World Cup without any alcohol? Well, no, not necessarily. All During right. the World Cup, fans twenty-one and over will be able to buy alcohol from licensed hotel restaurants, bars, and designated areas in and around stadiums. However. You won't be able to drink a beer while watching the game. Consuming alcohol inside the stadium during matches will not be allowed unless you're in a hospitality box. Wow! Yep. wow. But that's isn't that nor, isn't that normally how it goes? Not here in the United States, but in other countries, I don't think they drink at these matches. No. Well, do, do they not? Is that true? What countries you're in, right? Yeah, but I think that we I think we are the anomaly. I think we're the only ones that serve alcohol. Like like because, in England, you can't buy alcohol. Yeah, I don't think, really? Yeah, when yeah, I don't think that you can buy alcohol at the actual game. So like a question. I, I you know, know, I didn't even put that together. Is is that possible? Though come to think of it, 
You're going to have to dig up info yeah. on that, Kath, because I, I don't... I remember uh, when we were over there. You were so good with the clearest water, we, we have to put you to task okay, on this. Okay, when we were in England? It. Yes. Okay. But it might be different in, in uh, France and Italy and Germany and... and wow, I, there's been an alcohol uh, consumption ban in British football stadiums, soccer stadiums, for nearly 40 years. Wow. Is it because of the hooligans? Yeah, that's exactly why. I yeah. would imagine, right? Because they have gotten out of control. So that's why, time. like, with Wrexham, the um, the pub right outside the gate yeah. is the most important. <laughs> because, uh, you know, that they've been waiting. I didn't, man, that's wild. Yeah. It's almost a, a completely alien concept. Listen, to, man, to us. I, you know, I was at the Eagles game on Sunday, and uh, <sighs> just sometimes it's just a little too much. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. I'm, 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 like, dead sober, and, yeah. you know... Uh, People aren't aren't nice, and uh, I'm just talking about no. just you know. And it brings out the a hole. It, yeah. it can turn some people evil. Yeah, it absolutely can do that without question. I've seen it happen uh, many times throughout the years. Yeah, uh, it's not everybody, um, but there yeah, were people people behind me having a conversation with the guy next to me, and you know, I just turn around. I was being affable and, and yeah. nice, and. Apparently, I was uh, uh, not allowed to be a part of that conversation. This is and, a pretty loaded in general yeah. question, but do you think it's gotten worse? I, I I feel like there's this weird mentality that people feel like they have to be like these... Uh, mm, um, Drunken idiots? These muscle-head, like, uh, tough guys. Oh, when, 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 yeah. they, when you said you weren't... Uh, they made it clear you weren't uh, to be a part of the conversation. It was like basically shut up and turn around. And I'm not talking to you. And I was like, oh, I thought we were having a nice conversation, wow. you know. And uh, and at one point, like, because I was standing up, and yeah. you know, he had, you know, the play wasn't going on. He or, actually you know, said, it, shut up and turn around. Well, he basically said, like, you know, you you are going to sit down before the uh, you know the, the the play starts or what. I was like. I, you know, yeah. uh, I'm like uh, this. You know, I just turn around. And I sat down. I'm like, I don't like this guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and I was like, but they were having a nice conversation, and yeah. you know, and I was like by myself, you know. So I just kind of like turned around. I was like, hey, you know, and I was, and they, you know, the the nonverbal communication. You know, he didn't say, I don't want to be talking to you, right. but. I understood what he was saying. You know, I was like, okay, you don't want me to be a part of this conversation. I'm going to turn around and sit And he was down. a little boozed up? He was a little boozed up. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and so I'm, I'm, I'm liking the fan base at Eagles games a little less each more I go. That's a shame. Yeah. It should and, be uh, a good time. Yeah. It should be sure. fun. Yeah. I mean, and, and Kathy, you, you know, you mentioned that this may have been the, the culture and other uh, countries for years, and and we might be the worst, but uh, yeah, like they're even like loosening up. Remember that story from out of Happy Valley? Yes, they're going to start allowing uh, drinks at uh, Penn State games for the first time ever. Wow. Alcohol in the stadium, so it's it's going the other way. It's not, yeah. it's not going. It's not going. They're the allowing way. hallucinogens at T-ball now. That actually yeah. might be kind of fun. <laughs> Uh, to begin, uh, you know, start doing that. Sure. <laughs> that, that unicorn hit a home run, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's the most amazing thing ever. Look at that seahorse over there. Yeah, sea oh, horse. my God. Right. Seahorses forever. Anyway, so if if you're going to Qatar and you're going to the uh, the World Cup, know that uh, there are only very specific zones. There are also special zones where people can sober up, it says. Like auto zones? I don't know if they, yeah. <laughs> Get you know, in they, that zone. They take you to auto zone. Auto zone. Zone. Ow! <laughs> Is that the? Yeah, it's a good thing. It's, it's, Ow. it's a little higher. I can't get to that. Uh, yeah, that register. You can. Ow! Yeah. Get in the zone. Auto zone. Ow! That's it. It's actually, I think it's a titch higher than that. Ow! Yeah. 
Um, how do you find these auto zones? Is there some I, sort I, of like I safe light to lead you there? Yeah, oh, there yes. God. <laughs> Three, <laughs> two, no, one. Safe light repair, safe light replace. Oh! <laughs> We're combining all of them. <laughs> That's a great new ad campaign. All right. Uh, I do a rock opera all based on right? the Steve rock opera base. And, and the, the lights dim. Jack, sell them for less. And then an, an oboe starts playing. All right. All right. Uh, I think we need to close up oh, show. Right. I think okay, it's time. Because so uh, we've got uh, Bizarre File Stories coming up in a little bit. Uh, we have some guests that are going to be here this morning as well. So let us take a break. Hey, also, we're going to roll out uh, what the story is on our food trucks for next Wednesday. It's less than a week away from that event. Camp Out starts on Monday. We're doing food trucks and fireworks with Celebration Fireworks on Wednesday. And we so hope you'll be a part year. of it. And we're going to we're gonna run down the list of food trucks Yay! for you uh, in probably about half hour or so. So hang out. We'll be back in a moment. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address uh, on, on the web, PrestonandSteve.com. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Steven's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Steven's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, let's do this right now. Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Preston and Steve's Bizarre. Bizarre. Brought to you this morning by the iconic Lorenzo and Sons Pizza. Philadelphia staple locations in Westchester, in Xfinity Live, and in Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia. You can visit LorenzosWestchester.com. Animal lovers who signed up for a special overnight stay at Sydney, Australia's uh, Taronga Zoo ended up with a closer encounter than they bargained for after five African lions escaped. Uh Uh-oh. After watching the sunset over Sydney's historic harbor, the guests attending the Roar and Snore experience at Taronga Zoo lay down in their safari-style tents, lulled to sleep by the sounds of the nearby animals, they Tro- sound so close. Shortly after dawn on Wednesday, however, they were awakened urgently by zoo staff who rushed them away. One guest, Magnus Perry, said they came running into the tent area saying, this is a code one, get out of your tent and run. Run! Come now and leave your belongings behind. That doesn't happen on the Matterhorn. Magnus said they opened the door to the building, everyone got in, they counted us, and they locked the door. At first the guests thought it was drill, but they soon realized uh, something more serious was amiss. How do all those animals get out? Video footage shows Atto, the adult male, and four of his one-year-old cubs escaped into an area next to the main exhibit. While they had breached one fence, they remained separated from the rest of the zoo by a second fence that the zoo described as a containment fence for people Uh and a safe barrier. That fence is six feet tall, although some lions have been known to jump to a height of more than 11 feet. Fortunately for the zoo staff and visitors, for the five lions calmly made their way back to their dens. Uh, while the remaining cub was safely tranquilized no and, and returned to the den. An initial investigation found that 
uh, an integrity issue with a containment fence was to blame, and the animals were moved to a secure holding area pending a full review. Didn't you have a story yesterday with a uh, very venomous snake escaping from a... Uh... Yeah, I actually have another one, yeah, yeah. Uh, which I'll get to, another venomous snake <laughs> escape oh, story. It's wonderful. But now by this, professional cornhole has been rocked by controversy after the top-ranked team was accused of using illegal bean bags. At the 2022 American Cornhole League World Championship in August, Kathy and I were just at a, a cornhole. It was yeah. auto lenders, right? And uh, they uh, we didn't realize how specific these people get about this. Dubbed Bag Gate, the now infamous incident began when player Devin Harbaugh had uh, complained that rival opponents Mark Richards and Philip Lopez were using bags that were smaller than regulation during the finals, which were broadcast live on ESPN from Rock Hill, South Carolina. Wait, let me see your bag. Harbaugh said, I thought the bags were too thin, and he was right. Officials gathered to inspect Richard and Lopez's bean bags and confirmed that they were, in fact, not regulation size. In response, Lopez and Richards requested that their opponents' bags also be inspected. Their bags were also found to be not compliant. So everyone. Yeah. Uh, but according to ACL regulations, cornhole bags must be 6 by 6 inches when laid flat and weigh 16 ounces with minor variations tolerated. One hour delay ensued before officials determined that the violations were not intentional and decided to continue the competition with a $15,000 cash prize. So according to a spokesperson regarding the allegations, he said, it's possible, but I'm pretty confident that it was uh, it was not intentional. So mm-hmm. nobody was actually cheating. It was an almost cheating scandal. Oh. But apparently the the be- the beans or the, the whatever those things are inside there were smaller Every, than, yes. uh, than yeah. the regular size. They get very picky. Uh, with such an, a major expansion of influx of money, players have been doing whatever they can to get a leg up in the competition, including doctoring their bags. Lighter and thinner bags can be advantageous, and players have been boiling their bags or washing them with Ooh. vinegar. Uh, to make them more pliable as well. I would never boil my bags. A man in China is keeping his 219 million yuan lotto jackpot, which is approximately $30 million. Oh, nice. He's been keeping it a secret from his wife and child. (laughs) The reason behind that is he claims he's worried that the winnings will make his family lazy. Identified by local press only by his pseudonym, Lee, he apparently wore a yellow cartoon character suit and picked up his grand prize at the Lottery Distribution Center <laughs> in Nanning City. So he came in costume. Came in costume. It hasn't so told anybody. No one would know who he was. Yep. And wow. he's going to keep it a secret. <laughs> a woman was caught on video taking a home's entire candy supply for herself Halloween night while in costume. Yep. Uh, YouTube streamer Andy Signore Host of uh, Popcorn Planet. We've had him on our show. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Well, he was out trick-or-treating with his family when he saw what happened on the doorbell zap. He said, I caught it happening live, and I was shocked. He said, I expected some teens to be greedy, but I couldn't believe an adult woman would take it all. The video showed the woman dressed in what appears to be a barmaid costume, empty both candy buckets into her own bucket. He said, she dressed up, walked to my lawn, seems to do it with intent. It was super mean. Who needs that much candy that badly? Uh, Signor uploaded the video to his Twitter account, and it went viral. He said that he didn't think the woman should face any criminal penalties, but he said she should apologize for taking yeah, the candy. And make pretty a, outlandish. Make a donation to a children's charity or a school to make up for it. She's just like a St. Pauli girl. Yeah. All right, and then one more story, and we will wrap up. An Apple Watch 
has been credited with saving the life of a Seattle woman who was allegedly buried alive wow. by her estranged husband. She was able to call police, or she was able to call for help using her wearable uh, watch. So those reports say the woman was able to call 911 and send an emergency notification when her husband briefly let her alone during the attack just before he dragged her to the garage and broke the watch with a hammer. Uh, the Washington State woman was allegedly buried after discussing an impending divorce and money with the man. Uh, when placing the call to emergency services, the woman was heard to be gagged but was screaming for help. She later told officials that her husband was trying to harm her. She was wow. found with duct tape still wrapped around her neck, lower face, ankles, and managed to escape. Mm. Uh, the woman's husband, 53-year-old Che Kyung An, now faces a number of charges, including first-degree attempted murder, first-degree kidnapping, and first-degree assault. It's a handy item to have for something like that, yeah. That is what I have in the Bizarre File. All right, we're taking a break. We're coming back in a moment. The CEO of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is going to be joining us, and we're going to be revealing what's coming up for food trucks and fireworks next Wednesday at Camp Out for Hunger. We'll be back in a moment. Preston and Steve's 25th Annual Camp Out for Hunger, supporting Phil Abundance at Xfinity Live inside the Wells Fargo Center Complex. Starting Monday, November 7th, they'll be live from inside the Bimbo Bakery's USA broadcast tent. Hey gang, your support has always been amazing, and we're hoping you can help out again. Plus, we've missed your faces. Come enjoy some Dunkin' Coffee, have fun, and say hi. Donate non-perishable food items at our drive through drop-off with volunteers fueled by Pepsi. Or make a donation at WMMR.com and at the register of your local Acme Market. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger. Made possible by Coors Light and Ariglio Beverage. The Keystone Mountain Lakes Regional Council of Carpenters Local 158. Local 8 Stagehands. United Rentals Reliable On-Site Solutions. TRG Mid-Atlantic and the General Building Contractors Association. 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. And I believe our next guest is ready to go this morning as we are excited about another induction into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which is taking place this weekend. It's always a great conversation to have with him. He is El Presidente. He is, isn't he? And CEO of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Please welcome Greg Harris to hey! our program. Greg, good to see you again, man. How you doing? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. I'm out in L.A. right now, so it's real early in the oh. morning. But I'm also, um, I was up late watching these Phillies. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, I know. Last night, not the ideal night to spend a late nighter watching them, but it's been exciting, you know? Oh, it's been a blast. And to have the highs of um, two games ago and then the low of last night. And, you know, we all love great pitching performances, but not when it's the other team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. But uh, we're holding out for tonight. We got another night in South Philly. So, you know, that's uh, that's in our corner. Well, think of this. The Phillies are in the World Series, and the series is tied 2-2. Yeah. So they're now playing a three-game series. They got to win two of three, and the the city will be alive. It's amazing. I hope they can do it. I'm a big fan, as you guys know. Yeah. I grew up in the Philadelphia area, and... um, It's already already glorious. It's it's always, uh, you know... uh, um, Again, when you talk about the fact that it seems to have come out of nowhere, there was nobody really believing this would be the situation uh, at this point in the season, but it is, and it's just great. The energy is just uh, through the roof. I know my daughter will be at the game tonight, and um, we're hoping they can take it home. Yes. Uh, 
in one game at a time, one inning at a time, and actually one hit at a time right now. Just get some hits. <laughs> yeah. uh, I have a chance to, to go tonight to a first World Series ever, but someday I'd like to go to a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction yeah. ceremony. Yeah. That's on the bucket list, too, man. Well, we'll be doing it out here this Saturday night in Los Angeles. Uh, we'll be inducting this new class. It's an incredible group. And then the whole thing gets broadcast um, on HBO in a couple weeks. And uh, anybody in the world can watch it once it's on HBO. Hey, hey Greg, how many different locations have there been for the this ceremony? Because I think it's been in Cleveland. I know it's been in New York and then L.A. Yeah. recently. Uh, how many different places have you guys done this? Yeah, this is about the, um, I think this is the 37th annual induction. So it's been going on for a long time. Wow. It's primarily been in New York. This is the third time that it's going to be in L.A., and then we've had it in Cleveland um, over the last 12 years or so. We've done it four times in Cleveland. And we're, um, we're establishing this rhythm uh, where it's in Cleveland on a very regular basis, you know, every other year. And then uh, one of these other markets. So we're really excited about it. There's a um, obviously this is a, a big event. It comes with so much that's attached to it. And you're talking about, you know, careers, um, you know, leading to this moment. Uh, and you have sort of an interesting aspect this year because you had that thing with Dolly Parton where she had removed herself from the running and then uh, was kind of uh, encouraged by other people saying, no, you have every right to be in it. And when she learned who some of the other inductees were, she said, oh, OK, I guess I'm back on. So uh, where do things stand? Is Will Dolly be in um, in attendance? Well, she's she's inducted. She's yeah. coming into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And um, yeah, you know. It gave us a chance to to share with Dolly and also the world that rock and roll is an attitude. It's a spirit. It's not just one specific type of of music. And the other piece of this is rock and roll comes from the, the pillars. Gospel, country, blues come together to make rock and roll. And in, in the Hall of Fame is Hank Williams, Johnny Cash, uh, Jerry Lee Lewis, who he just lost as in right. country music and rock and roll. So it was a chance to share that story and talk about how it's a big tent and, uh, and Dolly certainly belongs. Well, of the tendrils that stretch out from uh, rock music, uh, metal is certainly a strong one. Judas Priest is being inducted. I'm excited about that. Can you explain the, um, uh, the category that they've been inducted in? I was kind of having a hard time understanding how they, they got in. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it, it's they're going in. It's the musical excellence category. And whether you're elected in the general ballot or by a, a committee uh, like this, you're still in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and everybody's equal once they're in. Okay. This isn't a, um, a consolation prize and it's not a different, right. you know, it, it's not a, um, a ribbon instead of a trophy. It's the same. Uh, it's the same thing. And they went in for that um, because it's. It, the committee looked at their contributions, looked at their importance, looked at their impact and their influence, and, and they went in uh, through that route. That route has um, been used, um, you know, for artists in the past that uh, just as, um, you know, their, their body of work speaks to their entire career. And they uh, the committee decides to put them in uh, as opposed to the general vote, which the general voting ballot goes out to all the other living inductees. And that's how a lot of performers go in, but not exclusively. Um, there have been quite a few people that have gone in uh, for musical excellence as well. And this year you have the most female artists being inducted. Is that correct? We do. Uh, six, um, ranging from, you know, Elizabeth Cotton, who's making music over 100 years ago, 
blues guitar player and songwriter uh, that was a big part of the folk revival in the late 50s, 60s, all the way up to Annie Lennox and Pat Benatar. Um, it's uh, and Carly Simon. It, it's really a great group, and of course Dolly, as we mentioned. Yeah, yeah, Carly Simon just had some tragedy. She lost both her sisters. Yeah, um, you know, uh, so that's uh, obviously uh, horrible. But again, this it's funny over the years, uh, Greg, for the, for all of the and we talked about this before. There have been uh, some artists have been reticent to, you know, initially. You know, it doesn't matter to me. It doesn't matter to me. And and then you end up getting inducted or even. You know, in the running, and it is something. It's it is it is absolutely a big thing. And I found, for example, I'm a big Dire Straits fan, and when they they sort of passed on being a part of it, as a fan, I would have loved to have seen a little bit more involvement on there. Now you can play it however you want to as the artist. That's that's your prerogative. But um, I think uh, the fans really appreciate seeing these artists that they admire embrace this. Has that been your experience? Absolutely. You know, it's um, it, it's a chance. Not only are the fans able to embrace it, but it's also sometimes a chance for bands that maybe haven't been together to come together and celebrate what they created at one point in time. For instance, um, when Eric Clapton, Ginger Baker and Jack Bruce uh, got together for Cream's induction, they hadn't performed together in 24 years. Um, and, uh, and they came together and they, they made magic. And so those things happen, but yeah, it is about the fans. The, these fans have been listening. We've all been fans listening to some of these artists that mean a lot to us for decades. And we listen to them at really important moments of our life. When we're feeling down, their music lifts us up when we're feeling great, their music helps us celebrate and they're part of the family. So it's very exciting when they go in, uh, they embrace it. And, you know, this year, this class is incredible. So many of these artists are still active. Um, they're still alive, and they're still able to, to deliver. Um, as excited as I am for, for Judas Priest uh, to finally be inducted, uh, on the opposite end of the spectrum, I was so delighted to see that Duran Duran is getting yeah. in, as well as really pulling for those guys. Um, who who on the uh, on the list are you excited uh, that's getting in? I'm sure you're excited for everybody, but does, does one stand out like Duran Duran to you? Uh you know, musically, they all stand out for me. Uh, I'm really excited. I, I'm excited. Um, I, I, you know, all of them. I grew up listening to MMR in the <laughs> '70s and watching MTV in the '80s. Yeah. So Pat Benatar, Duran, Eurythmics, uh, Lionel—they're all part of that era, I, and, and it really feels great. Um, I'm also, um, you know, I'm excited about Sylvia Robinson. Um, she's kind of an under. Uh, recognized individual in the music industry and songwriter, guitar player, uh, performer herself, um, record label founder. They call her the godmother of hip hop uh, and, and a very important uh, African-American label executive as a female, which is cool. Um, and then Elizabeth Cotton, we talked about her, but to go from Elizabeth Cotton um, all the way to Eminem, what a span, huh? Yeah, it is pretty amazing. Uh, with the the whole show, the presentation, the performances, and and the the sort of jams, who 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 is the coordinator? Who's your musical director responsible yeah. for this this year? So you know, um, there's two really very important people with with the shows. A couple, but um, but John Sykes is the president of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Foundation, and he's executive producer of the show. Um, 
Uh, John has some Philly ties as well. Um, worked with Hall and Oates and others early on. It was early in MTV. And then another uh, guy named Joel Parisman, who's the, the president of the foundation. John is the chairman. Joel's the president. They're both the executive producers. They really do a lot with the show. Uh, and then Joel Gallen with 10th Planet. Uh, they they put it together and they make it look incredible. Uh, I walked through the set yesterday as they're building it, and it's pretty staggering, um, especially for one evening. Um, but the reason why it looks so terrific is it gets broadcast to the world on HBO um, shortly thereafter. Uh, and by the way, the broadcast date is the 16th, uh, 16th or 19th. I'm going to I think it's on the that. 19th. Yeah, I've got November 19th on HBO Max. Uh, we, we, we talk about the inductees. Uh, who are some of the presenters that are going to be highlighted? I always like seeing them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, right now, um, we're we're only announcing a few. Oh. I hate to do this here. Okay. Uh, it's um, uh, we're uh, we're kind of keeping them under wraps because there's going to be some magical moments and some surprises. Um, I, I look back on last year when LL Cool J got inducted in Cleveland and people blinked and next thing you know Eminem was on stage performing with him mm. uh and uh it was it was powerful and incendiary so there's uh we're, we're kind of keeping a lot of under wraps right now all right um, that's what i think a, right. a lot of the magic is that, that happens at these events is not just the presenters but the uh, uh the performers the people that come up and end up jamming with their heroes uh those are some of my favorite moments of what you guys pull off oh yeah you know <laughs> and it's it's pretty neat because the combo happens where you find an artist that somebody particularly influenced and they want to be there um, and, and talk about their impact and influence. And then frequently they'll, they'll perform together. So, for instance, um, when Bill Withers, you know, Lean on Me, great song and a lot of other great songs, was he was inducted by Stevie Wonder. Yeah. And then they jammed together and um, and John Legend came out and sang with them. Um, you know, just these matchups are really magical and they happen on our stages the, the, that incredible Prince guitar solo to Well My Guitar Gently We Right, right. That was at an induction. He's on stage with Tom Petty. Yeah. Uh, Steve Winwood's off to the side. Um, you know, it's it's like these are magical moments, and it's it's a, an honor to get to be part of them, but also to have them broadcast to the world, too. Very right. cool. So this weekend, Saturday, is when it's taking place uh, in Los Angeles, but then we'll be able to see that on November 19th on uh, HBO Max. So uh, we'll be watching, Greg. Always great to talk to you, and uh, we're pulling for your fills, all right? Man? Yeah. <laughs> 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 hey, you know what? They don't need to win. They can't win it at home. It's okay to win it in Houston, yep. but let's win it. You yes. got it. All right, thank you. Greg Harris, guys. Yeah. President and CEO of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He's great. We got, we got to get out there someday. Maybe yes. do a live broadcast. I know that Pierre's done it before and just loved it. They keep inviting. Yeah. We got to do it. Yep. Hey, um, a couple things to mention. I'm, I'm going to reveal the, the info on our uh, food trucks and fireworks in a moment, but I do want to point something out. Another uh, food-related guest who is going to be stopping by uh, the Camp Out for Hunger on Monday morning is Robert Irvine. Hey! So Robert is stopping by. We're doing our Y100 reunion because it's our 25th anniversary at the Camp Out for Hunger. This began at that radio station, so we're going to have uh, staff members of our old radio station stopping by. But Robert Irvine is coming that morning as well, and I want to give a plug to an event that he's doing this Friday. He is going to be uh, at the... Um, uh, he's going to be at Fine Wine and Good Spirits in Lansdale uh, this Friday from 4... P, uh, at 4 p.m., I'm sorry. And uh, he's going to be doing a bottle signing. 
uh, for Irvine Spirits. Oh. Which is pretty awesome. So proceeds from the sale of his vodka and gin will benefit the Robert Irvine Foundation. It gives back to service members, veterans, and first responders. So if you want to come out and see Robert this Friday, 4 p.m., he will be at Fine Wine and Good Spirits. Uh, in Lansdale, and that's on Welsh Rose. So I want to get a little plug to that. Nice. And Robert's just a great guy. We got I got a I got an email from somebody not that long ago who ran into him in uh, uh, in Las Vegas at his restaurant and just t- took her back into the kitchen, had her make her own pizza, and stuff <laughs> like that. Was re- and he had mentioned us, or oh. she she had mentioned us to uh, to Robert. And he's like, yeah, come on back. Oh yeah, we'll do all this oh, stuff. That's he's really just, cool. He's the best. I went to Boardroom Spirits uh, a month or so ago. I had a great time, and and Robert's uh, face is all over there because he's you know one of the production guys behind Boardroom Spirits. And we got um, two uh, six packs of the margarita mix that they make, the margaritas, which are really really good canned margaritas. So we've taken these canned margaritas, my girlfriend and I, to the ballpark for every home game that we've gone to, and they have won all of those games. Well. We ran out. What? So, so what? Steve, yesterday, what? my girlfriend DM'd the good people at boardroom. <laughs> they said, we will deliver it to you by tomorrow. Oh, my God. So we ordered yesterday. <laughs> We're going to get the... And, and so I wanted to tell tell Robert about this uh, when he comes to camp out next week. But they couldn't have been cooler. They couldn't have been nicer. And Mel's so, freaking out. I know, but we're going to have uh, some of the boardroom mar- margaritas tomorrow. And uh, it's all thanks to all right. Robert Irvine and Boardroom Spirits because they're great people. <laughs> oh, he's happy now. And really good margaritas. Yeah. So I'm psyched that they were able to deliver them from yesterday to today. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Did you see the thing? Do you hear them talking on the game last night that... Um, uh, it was uh, Reese Hoskins' wife. She yeah. keeps doing this. Is yeah. buying 50 beers yes. for people in so, her section yeah, yeah. She'll, in she'll, the fifth inning at every game. And it's kind of like a cryptic tweet. She'll tweet out something, um, and, and then you kind of have to go find her in the ballpark. But, yeah, she's just buying beers for everybody. I was doing the math. That ain't cheap. No, it's yeah. not. Fifty beers at the ballpark. No, how much? It is how not. much are beers? Twelve dollars. I think it, probably. I mean, I paid forty dollars for two of the big ones the other the other night for me and my dad. So, so yeah. she's spending plus five hundred dollars plus. Yeah. Uh, to, and listen, that's he, really nice. Right. Reese makes a good living. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but like, that's pretty damn cool. I, I do I love like seeing that. stuff like that, yeah. and it's 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 just really it makes something that's magical to begin with that much more so. So somebody look for Preston uh, during yes. the first inning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I'm you guys can go look for. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna buy 500 beers. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna top her. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. <laughs> um, so listen, next Wednesday, yes, uh, at the Camp Out for Hunger is our food trucks and fireworks event. We're excited about yeah. this, and we uh, we have uh, stepped things up a bit from last year, and uh, Marissa thought it'd be a cool idea to roll out all those involved at this particular event, uh, just so you can plan and maybe have an idea of what you might want to dive into while you're there. Now, last year, I was sick. I didn't make it. I had to stay cooped up in a hotel room, but um, you guys raved about it. How many food trucks last year, Marissa? Last year, there were 10. Okay. This year? 19. 19. Oh That's how big this event and, got. Yeah. By the way, um, they they came loaded for Bear Preston, and a lot of the trucks were running out of food. 
uh, because there was just such a high quality of food. A yeah, and uh, but the the response to the first time out for the event was enormous. Yeah, that's the goal of an event like this. You right. want the truck to sell out, and then right. we all know that's what a food truck event is. You're coming, you're standing in line, you're picking the truck you want to do. We have some savory trucks, we have a couple sweet trucks in right. there to grab mm-hmm. some dessert, and everybody has those. Um, but we're kind of anticipating. I talked to the folks from Xfinity Live, been talking to them for a while, and they were like, "We should double it." It's going okay. to be that big. Yeah, and right. the experts, they right. know it. They do know the they they know what's going on. And by the way, and uh, Celebration Fireworks, who's doing the uh, the fireworks display, obviously after everybody eats and everything, uh, is stepping up their presentation as well. They have so good surprises mm-hmm. that we don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're leaving it up to them. So we're excited. So let's run through food truck activities. Yes, food truck activities. <laughs> I finally get an activity list. Where's Kyle? Kyle needs to sing uh, do, do, just yeah. a last second. Come in here, Kyle. <laughs> you in for a second? We need we need a live food truck activities. And I know it's just you singing without harmony and everything, but uh, you can jump on. Uh, well, all right. Yeah, you go on your own mic. We'll have him get on uh, the mic over here with Marissa. So, uh, Kyle. Food truck activities. There yeah. <laughs> By the way, congratulations well to Kyle, now a full-time member. Preston Steve show in our video department. Yeah, somebody needs to get him an email address, though. <laughs> oh, he doesn't, no, he doesn't even have one yet. Oh, those things are expensive. There was an email that went out that welcomed him to the yeah. show, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. The only one who didn't get it was him. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Let's go through uh, some of the uh, trucks. And, and Marissa, if you want to expand on these, uh, feel free to, uh, to jump in. Uh, the first is going to be Two Street Sammy's. On-site sandwich making, which, by the way, today is National Sandwich Day. What? Whoa. What? Are you serious? What? Yeah, it is. Two Street Sammy's is um, the husband of Stefan, who used to uh, run Phil Abundance. Oh. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, we sampled last year. In fact, that's where Claire and I ended up. Really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So. <laughs> what? Two Street Sammy's. So we have a couple of trucks who will be returning from last year and then a whole lot of new ones. All right. So uh, they were there last year? They were. Oh, so the so the, the ones in boldface, so the ones that were last Okay. So Marissa did this for me. Um, awesome little cupcakes. Oh. Those are awesome little cupcakes. Awesome. Yeah. They're so delightful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A cup. Uh, it's a cupcake shop and truck out of Tacone, and so they will be there to supply some dessert for us. Uh, then you have, who was there last year, Algorithm, the vegan crew. Uh, Philadelphia Magazine's best food truck, by the way, serving badass coffee, sandwiches, tacos, and more. So Matthew, who's the, the head muckety-muck, and he's the whole runner of that, the, the food is so damn good. He's such a charitable guy, and he, he I know he's psyched for this. Mm-hmm. And opening up a brick and mortar soon. Yes. All right. Also, Auntie Anne's will be serving those classic Auntie Anne's pretzels that everybody loves. Home run. What? No, I know. Uh, also, will be bacon, bacon. You got that, me. That's bake and bacon. A bake what? apostrophe and bacon. Uh, it is a, a bacon exclusive menu. Uh, because events go better with bacon. It's true, says. true. I, I want to say I've had theirs before. Possibly. This one I was really excited for. These guys also are opening a brick and mortar soon in the old Devil's Den in South Philly. And so they just had a little big hubbub in the food world. So I was really excited they could join yes. us for this. Okay, I have had these. They they were at a, uh, a food truck event in, um, in Wildwood, in Wildwood Crest. <laughs> and yes, I had a, uh, a bacon and brisket <laughs> sandwich, I think. Oh so... God. Everything uh, bacon. Yep, fantastic. Uh, they also have, speaking of Wildwood Crest, Big Top Surfing Sunday will be back. We love those guys. Yeah. Oh, um, you guys always rave about that. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. 
uh, I'm on the rotation. I see them about uh-huh. four or five times a day. Oh, that could be a problem. Uh, in the summertime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My son works for them. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Seamus uh, sir, is a, uh, a serving up surfing Sundays. Uh, we also have Burgers by Wild Witch. Ho-ho! Uh, and these are uh, smash burgers. Mm-hmm. So the ones that they flatten out nice and thin, Ooh. usually have a really good, rich, uh, buttery taste to them. Uh, so we're excited that we have a good burger joint that's going to be on board. Here's one that's on board, and it all came from a phone call one morning. Cornhub. Oh, Cornhub! Yes. Yeah. We had mentioned that we had heard the name Cornhub, and I don't know why we were talking about corn that particular morning, but uh, we said you've got to come out to this. So they do traditional fire-roasted Mexican street corn. Love it. So Cornhub will be there. And the logo looks remotely similar to a popular online porn distributor. Yes, it does. Joe Bell is very excited for this one. Sure. (laughs) He he loves porn, and he loves corn. He's our uh, overall manager here at the radio station. Uh, how about this? Cousins Maine Lobster Ooh. serving wild-caught, sustainably harvested Maine lobster. We got a lobster joint wow. what? at this event. They serve great lobster rolls I've had before at a bunch of events. Lobster tots. Lobster tots? Yeah, lobster you want to explain lobster tots? Oh, okay. Those are little I don't know lobster they are. children. It's a bowl of tater tots covered with lobster. Oh. All right. Fair yes. enough. Yes. Uh, then you have uh, Dump and Roll. The premier, I just did that. The premier dumpling and roll special. Oh. oh. What types are, like uh, sushi rolls? Like sushi rolls and okay. such. Yeah. All right. I'm that's for that. Fantastic. Uh, then you have the Flying Deutschman, serving authentic German cuisine. Yeah. This is, this is international. There's all kinds of different cuisines being sold. We should have It's a Small World playing while you walk in. At this event. Yeah, well, we're, we're, we're going to have live music, that. so we'll, we'll, <clears throat> maybe so. Uh, Delco Steaks. Hey! Delco! They will be there. It's Delco Steaks what? on the go. Delco. So they will be uh, representing. Where did I just see their taco? Not their taco truck. <laughs> I got tacos on the mic. Think <laughs> about tacos. Yeah. Where did I see uh, Delco <laughs> Steaks taco truck? Was it on Good Day Philadelphia with uh, Mike and Alex? Mm. <laughs> no. I got to go through where I've been in the last week. And I I Don't you keep a list like a, like a journal? Taco truck. <laughs> Today's Springfield. <laughs> so Delco Steaks will be there. Also joining us is Kono. Oh, pizza reinvented, serving pizza baked into a cone shape. Oh, they were there last year, right? They were not. No. Oh, I've first... seen those then. Yeah, I can't remember where, though. Give me a minute. It was at the Xfinity. <laughs> uh, we did an Xfinity appearance where Kono was. It was okay. by that taco truck. Yeah. Yeah. I went to a Kono, and I don't know if it's the same like umbrella company or whatever, but I went to Kono on the Wildwood Boardwalk. It's all the way at the end on the south end of the boardwalk. I loved it. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, I was actually a big fan. I was like, wow. I get, yeah. And it was at the very end of the summer too. So they will be on board. And then uh, next to Corn Hub, I think my favorite name of uh, one of the food trucks is Mom Mom's Nom Noms. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Handmade pierogi and other specialties by Philly's first and only Polish food cart. I'm a pierogi fan. Yeah, then you, you got to be yeah. all over this one. Uh, returning from last year is uh, Moshaba. Oh, they were super popular. Mm-hmm. Twist on Israeli street food. So they are back by popular demand. Also back by popular demand is the Munchie Machine. Scoobalicious inspired food truck involving the toughest cases, uh, solving the toughest cases of the munchie. So they look like the mystery machine. Yes. Uh, then you have, Steve, this one I think you'll be a little bit uh, happy about. Rosie's Kettle Corn. What? 
It's a direct connection to our show as well. Yeah. Uh, Family-owned and operated fresh popped kettle corn. How are they uh, directly related to us? Rosie's is run by our former intern, intern Adrian, and her mom. She oh, is awesome. Yeah. I, in mm-hmm. fact, uh, I can be uh, uh, connect with them because I was buying that kettle corn from them. It's <laughs> sensational. Right. I use it as a baby shower gift. Yes. It's great. It's a little giveaway. Uh, then we have uh, two others returning. We have um, Taba Choi, which is a Filipino food cart. Yes. I bring the comfort food of the Philippines to Philadelphia. Oh, I love their taco truck. And then our buddy Steve Wilson at Wilson's Secret Sauce will be there ah. as well. The award-winning Upper Darby style barbecue. Sensational. All kinds of great stuff. So those are the food trucks. Also, uh, Wisfis uh, will have an ice cream truck. Uh-huh. Uh, Xfinity will be doing a mobile display, Planet Fitness, and CSL Plasma uh, will be on board. And we're also going to have uh, Five Below, which is a 360-degree photo booth. And they'll have props and things like that. So you can take pictures while you're there. Uh, Xfinity Live will have beer tubs throughout the event space. Excellent. So you can have some beverages while you're there. And we're very excited that we will have live music from the highly uh, sought-after Snack Time. Woo! They're going to be very playing. Cool. Yep. Loud, high-energy, uh, big brass band on stage. So that's going to add an awesome flavor of deliciousness to our ears while we're there. Outside? Yep. I believe so, oh, They're yeah. going to be on the stage. Um, I just saw them recently. They do covers of, like, Nirvana and Prince and Snoop. They do everything, and they are just so much fun. They bring a party. I mean, it's a tuba and trumpets. It's all brass. It's just really great. Yeah. i tell you what. Right now, the weather looks to be great for Wednesday, next Wednesday, and, um, uh, you know, again, I'm so glad you're going to be there, Preston. Because, yes. Uh, and then once the, fire, the fireworks <laughs> kick in, last, if they're improving on what they did last year, you can, I can only imagine because everyone was absolutely blown away by the fireworks display. And it's it's all set to music as well. It is. Which is really cool. So and they, there might be a recorded voice that you hear. Maybe the so, at the beginning of that. So Celebration Fireworks is doing that. The, the fireworks display is set to go off at 8 o'clock. But, man, what, what time do you guys suggest people get there oh. for the event? What time do the food trucks open? So the event is from 5 to 8. Of okay. course, just be prepared. It does take a little while to get up to the front and to order your food and for your food to be prepared. So give yourself a good 90 minutes, a couple hours. We do have all of these activities going on. It is a completely free event and yeah. family-friendly. So we ask, you know, we invite everyone to make a donation. You can drop off your food at the Camp Out for Hunger tent. Park your car and then walk over. Um, we'll also have online donations. I assume they'll probably be taking cash donations at yeah. the moment. You if say you free like event. It's free to attend, but you have to pay for your food at, at the food yes. trucks. The food trucks are pay as you go. So mm-hmm. you're just you know paying there. But we are throwing this big party and a free fireworks from Celebration Fireworks. Right. And you have and to donate. Just, yes. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So yeah. please make a donation if you can. All right. That's, uh, that's exciting awesome. stuff. I'm stoked about it. Uh, Casey... Do we have the capability to take a break and come back? We have to. Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah, so yeah. we're going to do that. You want to add something else, Maris? No. Okay. Just looking forward to it. It's so my done favorite done. event. That is next Wednesday. Camp Out for Hunger starts on Monday, but Food Trucks and Fireworks begins next Wednesday. Yes. Uh, make those plans to join us. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. Uh, Taryn Killam from SNL will be on board. Our buddy John Brazier stopping by. We'll return shortly. Hey gang, it's me, Dracky Bam Bam, the world's tallest elf. I'm asking that you join me as MMR rocks the 41st annual Delaware Valley Abate for the Kids Motorcycle Toy Run. It's happening this Sunday. 
We're going to get the bikes lined up on Columbus Boulevard and Spring Garden right outside of Capitalist River Deck starting at 9 a.m. And then at noon, I'll be waving that flag as your Grand Marshal, and I'm so honored. I will lead the parade of thousands and thousands of bikers on a 10-mile beautiful run with live bands playing along the route, including Vinyl Logic, Spare Parts, and Delco Boys. We'll end up at Rivers Casino, and that's where we'll deliver the new and unwrapped toys for the U.S. Marine Corps Toys for Tots program. I thank you so much as we crush it for the kids. And all the details are at WMMR.com. From 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. What happened? What the hell happened to my microphone? Oh. All right, anyhow, uh, we're ready to welcome our next guest. Yeah. I know uh, I'll have my mic working for that. Uh, he, you've known him from uh, TV shows, movies, and Saturday Night Live and all this stuff. Everything. Massive fan of professional football. Hardcore. Which, yes, which he should be an Eagles fan because <laughs> things are looking good. Yeah. Uh, so the NFL Pylon is on Prime Video, and you can catch it Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Please welcome Taryn Killam to yeah. our show. Good morning, good morning. Nice to see you, Terry. Congrats, Terrence. Fly Eagles, Fly, and what have you. And my brother's a huge Eagles fan. So oh, really? Like, huge, huge. Since since before, like, I was a football fan. I, and, and a really arbitrary one. He was like, I like green and I like birds. <laughs> okay, okay, that was the question. How did he become a fan? Green and birds. All right, we'll take it, right? Well, you 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 have, you have are a, a, a native Californian, so it makes sense. You, you Correct, live, eat, yeah. and breathe the Rams, right? Yeah, exactly. I, I, yeah, like, and Los Angeles specifically, like, born and raised, didn't have a team most of my life, and just kind of always vowed that I'd be all in from the ground up of whichever team we got back, be right. it Rams, Jaguar, whoever it was, and it just so happened that that the Rams came home. So yeah, uh, yeah, and it's been a it's been a fun <laughs> it's been a fun six years with them. Yeah, LA's and been now a... we're now we're taking our medicine. Yeah, yeah. no, no, I know. And, and so, but LA's been a weird football town. It's you know the the Rams, the Raiders. I, I don't remember like exactly the history, but you you know the Rams. They did they started in LA, the, yeah. and then they went to St. Louis, and then back to LA, and. And you were exactly, there. You were a fan. Yeah. You came up as a, like a you know when the Rams had Eric Dickerson, correct? Well, so no, I I, I, I full disclosure probably switched allegiances. That both teams left when I was like ten years old, but I think for that first decade, the team I was more aware of was the Raiders. Quite honestly, because you're dealing with like Marcus Allen, Howie Long, right. Ronnie Lott, Bo Jackson, you know, and it's it's the Madden franchise at that point, right? Um, the first game I ever went to, like I was less than a year old, was a Rams game. So I see some synchronicity in that. But for <laughs> me, it was more about just like getting to – I love where I'm from and I love football. Yeah. And, and I wanted to have a home a home, t- a home team to root for. So I kind of like went all in also knowing that we were going to have like the most beautiful sports stadium in the <laughs> oh world. My God. Right, so yeah. I wanted to ask you about that, Taryn, because, you know, it was really interesting when L.A. all of a sudden got to, from zero teams to two teams and the, the Chargers were playing in the soccer stadium and the, the Rams were playing in the old Coliseum, which I've been yeah. to before. And it's, it's a historic building, but quite frankly, it's kind of a dump. And and then totally. both of those teams get this brand new, gorgeous stadium. So, what is that place like? I haven't had a chance to get there yet. They had the Super Bowl there it's last truly, year. 
it's so beautiful like and and because i've been like such a such a hyper loud fan <laughs> the second that the rams touched down in los angeles i've 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 sort of been i've ingratiated myself to the team so i got to visit while they were building the place like i i was there when it was just like a hundred foot hole in the ground <laughs> and then i was there when it was just down to the studs so there's so many like cool details that people don't even realize the rams locker room is in a spiral shape like a ram's horn wow the locker room is a horn and the same thing with the chargers it's a lightning bolt it's this jagged diagonal thing it's so little details like that like they really thought about the artistry driving up it's beautiful it just it's got this huge like beautiful wave they tried to really like lean into the southern california beach palm tree vibe like both sides of the stadium are open air and they have these canyons with like palm trees and succulents wow yeah just a work of art so they still haven't figured out the parking (laughs) (laughs) well anything in that area is going to be problematic when you get into an automobile yeah but you had me it wouldn't make sense if driving there was easy yeah it's a breeze uh so i have to ask you the nfl pylon you are already on social media, uh, you know, on uh, Instagram, I think, is your, your platform of choice, espousing your take on the games. Uh, uh, so you, these things synergize, your adoration, your love. So it all now becomes your job to be on it, uh, on this level. Is that a wonderful thing, or does having it as a job kind of detract from very it? Very astute. Very mm-hmm. astute. Yeah, careful what you wish for. You yeah, I mean? yeah. <laughs> um, the, it, it, it's both, it, quite honestly. Like, I coming into it, I was like, oh, what a dream. I have to be consumed by football and then, you know, create entertainment based around that, which is pretty much what I'd be doing with my free time. Um I love having an excuse to watch football on Sundays <laughs> that literally pays the bills. Yes. Like, my wife, you know what I mean, can't argue that like, hey, come on, can you can you focus up a little bit more? Can you remember, this is work now. Yeah. Well, so so that, that's that's the plus side. The bottom, the the bad side, the downside is like. You know, I'm a season ticket holder at SoFi for the Rams. And anytime I go there now, the show and the producers are like, hey, maybe we can get you to get some footage while you're on the field. So when I'm at the home games rooting for my team, I want to I want to grab a hot dog. I want to grab a whiskey. I want to sit and watch the game. So now I have these like work obligations Ah. in my recreational time. And that's where I'm like, hold on, hold on, hold on. (laughs) I didn't sign up for this part. Well, you now let me ask you. So you're 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 married to uh, Colby Smolders, who is, um, you know, we 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 adore her from the Marvel universe and How I Met Your Mother and so on and so forth. This is the classic conundrum that I think is probably you know talk about a football widow, though there are a tremendous amount of women who are absolutely into uh, football as well. Uh, which dynamic exists in your home? Yeah, she is. She's the widow, widowiest widow of all time. Like I brought her to the <laughs> NFC uh, uh, conference championship, going like, "This will do it." Yeah, she, we are going to beat the Niners in SoFi. Go to the Super Bowl. She's going to feel the energy. She's going to be bitten by the bug. <laughs> I was sort of watching her, and she's she's the best. So of course she's supportive while right. there. Mm-hmm. We get in the car, and I'm like still sweating. My face is bright red. I've lost my voice, and I go. <laughs> I turn over to her, and and <laughs> I was like, "So what'd you think? How was it?" Mm-hmm. And she just looks over so earnestly and goes, I really like that you like it. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> there you go. Oh, I've heard that. 
that. Uh, I've heard that in my own too. life. And oh, you know yeah. exactly. What, and therein, <laughs> therein is the love. That is the love, right? That's love. That's the whole thing. So a very cool. <laughs> so the show itself is, for people who don't know, it's uh, sort of a... Uh, to me, it seems like uh, Talk Soup meets uh, The Daily Show. Mm. This is um, it. This and, is it. Uh, yeah, uh, meets football. Exactly. And so you, you can you, kind you, of insert your favorite comedy show meets football. And, like, our, the episode that just aired yesterday, we did a whole sort of <laughs> thesis on how we can make our show more accessible to non-football fans. <laughs> and by the end of it, kind of own up to the fact that if you don't love football, you might miss <laughs> a lot of the references. But um, we're the first comedy show produced by nfl films like we are an nfl nfl company endorsed comedy show which um i honestly thought would come with a lot more pitfalls well you, you for you, sure you've got to have it i mean you have access to those brand you can't say this you can't do that right. yeah and so far not really like it's pretty shocking okay. and then on top of that like we have access to all of their archival footage not Ooh. from just this season from every season that's amazing stuff oh wow. that's that wow. is that's the gold mine man. yeah it is it's overwhelming quite honestly. like that's the thing that we're still like you know chipping at this huge giant monolith going like how how do we best use this because yeah. uh yeah. yeah and you it's, did it's, it's, as, it is a gold a gold mine like as a matter of fact i was watching the episode and, and you started with you had a whole montage of players letting the ball uh, bounce off of their helmet and it started with um oh who'd he call it? oh uh drop that pass it was just thrown right to him he should have had a touchdown who was it this past sunday um, he, oh, it was uh, Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett dropped oh, a yes, touchdown yes, pass. Oh, sorry, and yes, 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 yes. So yes, that's yes, what yes. kicked it all off. And then, right. I, I mean, it, it went to, like, because I, listen, I'm a football fan my entire life. I loved waking up on Saturday morning and watching Inside the NFL. And uh, that was like, that, you know, and then you, you might get a kick out of this. Uh, my daughter has a friend. She's in high school. And I find out that her last name is Facenda. And I go, Hang on a second. <laughs> yeah. Well, NFL Films was uh, around here. Yeah. yeah. And, like, that's her great-grandfather. Wow. And I was like, oh, like, my, yeah. Can you please pass me this? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the frozen peas. Yeah. Yes. So I, I really do appreciate that, that it's not only the current stuff, but you that, that you have access and that you do access all of that old stuff, you know. For So, you know, maybe this stuff isn't made for people that aren't football fans, but for those of us that are, I totally appreciate well, I'm, that. I'm, I'm not the uh, Preston and I are, are, are you know, where these guys are more, uh, you know, in, intensely sports based. But um, yeah, I watch, I, I enjoy it because you, there, there are, there are skits, there are, there, there are riffs that. It, so if you're not connecting with every single reference, right? The general is such a general good vibe that it works. So I think you're, oh, on, I appreciate think you're that. on track. Yeah, that's so kind. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, the the sort of uh, the theme of the show more than anything is just passionate fandom. So hopefully that's an entry point. No matter if you're a passionate fan about football or or musical theater, we literally we, our <laughs> schedule show this past week was a Sondheim parody. So, right. you know, yeah, it, well, it speaks to sort of the duality, the kind the kind of like uh, a grab bag of interests that I have. You know, I I love football. I'm diehard. I love comedy. That's the huge passion of mine. But I also love musical theater and all things Marvel and comic books. You know, so we we just we just try to make it a party more than anything else. Well, let me ask you, because sports, you know, we have our sister station, our our, our sports station. Um, it, it, they have to walk a fine line because you also have to be, it's the very nature of the beast that you have to be critical. You have to be doing postmortems and assessing and, and you know, calling people to task. 
Um, so you you have to walk that line because you want to be inviting to all those potential athletes you might want to get on the show, but you also have to kind of play to the crowd that expects that. Uh, what, what was exactly the, what, right? I mean, it, it's so true, and and honestly, like it, we have we have some pretty great writers. Uh, you know, uh, Bennett Weber has written for the SBs and the NFL Honors for years now, and did all of uh, Riggle's picks on Fox. You know, really smart, <laughs> funny guy, Sarah Tiana. Like there is no more diehard sports fan that I've ever met in my life. And she's just the funniest person ever. So that, that they're pretty well calibrated to that. It is, it, it's, it's, um, it's then, then offering yourself up and, and comedy, which is subjective right. to that sports culture. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. Like, <laughs> that like can sting, but it's also great because, we're all sports fans, so we get it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and yeah, and 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 you know, hold us to task in terms of like if we're if we're gonna make fun of the Jets fans, you better believe they're bringing out all their receipts. Right, But you know, players. I think a lot of players do have a sense of humor about you know things that happen within the game. And and I don't know if you've caught any of Jason Kelsey and Travis Kelsey's podcast at all. Yes, I exactly. mean, so the two they're the we, funniest, and they're great, and they actually have a great sense of humor about you know the the game that they played the yes. previous week and and you know in two weeks in a row you know jason took a hard hit against the lions and then the following week uh travis took a hard hit against the 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 chargers and the way that they were yeah. busting each other's chops and really you know took it like a champ as far as the, the comedy is concerned i thought was really really great it's awesome. I mean, I've never met Jason, but Travis, I've done a, a charity that happens in Kansas City uh, for uh, it's the big slick. So it's Stone Street and right. Rob Riggle and Keckner and Sudeikis and Paul Rudd. Mm. They do this big cha- uh, charity for Children's Mercy Hospital, which is so fun and like the best weekend ever. And Travis has been there a few times and he is. He's. It's not fair, but he's like funnier than most comedians. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's really like he's the most charismatic six foot six, <laughs> two fifty pound person I've ever met in my life. Uh, so, Taryn, you're you know quite familiar with the uh, the fans here in Philadelphia, and the only thing this time of year uh, that could overshadow an undefeated record in the NFL is the fact that they're really through the World <laughs> Series right now. It is the only thing that could overshadow things right now. It is unbelievable here right now. Even our soccer team, our professional soccer team, is going to the finals. In L.A.? Yeah. In L.A.? In LA. Yeah. It is insane here. Um, what, uh, what What? do you think What's about... in the water? What's in the water, <laughs> I, know. I should say. The I water. Guess. In the water. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, what, do you want, to, you want to take a stab at, uh, at what you think the Eagles are going to do for the remainder of the season? Oh, uh, I, 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 I honestly, like, the way that they're playing... Because there was a jinx that that like the NFL social media put up. They're like, "What previous uh, undefeated uh, teams? You know, what? How, how did they do in the postseason? You know, and it shows like back to 2018, which teams were seven and zero, eight and zero, and then where they ended up. But the way that the Eagles are playing, I th- I, I you know, I think that I'd be shocked if they're. I mean, I, I, I would put all money in for certainly conference finals. They're going to the NFC finals. Um, and I and it'll be an upset if they're not in the bowl. They're just there's just yeah. such a AJ the way that AJ is playing that 
the entire defense surrounds A.J. Brown, and he still catches these passes <laughs> from Jalen like, yeah. effortlessly. Taryn, in, in 2009, the Phils were in the World Series against the Yankees, and uh, they played a home game. And then across the street, the uh, the uh, Eagles played the Giants. So it was two New York versus Philly games in, in, in South Philly the same night. Uh, tonight, game five in South Philly. Fortunately for us who are going to the game, the Eagles are in Houston, so we don't have to deal with 70,000 yeah. other yeah, people yeah, you know, yeah. parking there. But uh, it is a really magical time here in Philly. Do you, and speaking of the World Series, do you have any thoughts about uh, how that's going so far? Uh, you know, Houston's Houston's bad karma, I, st- I think, is to, <laughs> you know, despite no hitters, no hitters last night aside. Yeah, um, I, I think I think the Phillies take it for sure. And, I, and I'm certainly rooting for the Phillies because um, uh, yeah, uh, Chris Peasy is our showrunner, huge, huge Philly guy. Philly sports through and through, and um, I, I'm not as baseball uh, knowledgeable, but he came in furious, and I guess that the, the previous game that Houston won, was like, watch the pitcher. He's rubbing his fingers all over his, his uniform. <laughs> that cheater moniker, man, the, the, the Astros are going to be carrying that around for the rest of yeah. days, and in and, yeah. and large part, it's deserved, you know? Like they, yeah, they 100%. Have that, yeah, for, that re- for a reason. Do you yeah. think that we've talked about this often because you have a lot of transplants out in uh, in LA obviously and um you know so the, the perception's always been there's sort of like a ragtag you know fan base and we know there's actually a lot of Philly fans out there Adam McKay and Adam Goldberg and a lot of you know people from this area uh do you encounter in you know outside of it and just you know outside of just your uh, your football stuff just as you're doing your comedy stuff a lot of Philly fans out there a hundred percent. Yeah. Rob McElhaney is a huge yeah. Philadelphia fan. Um, yeah. I, I mean, you said it perfectly. L.A. is such a transplant city. California is also such a massive state. Yeah. Too. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of space for for people to come in. You know, we the Rams just got their butts handed to them once again by San Francisco. But San Francisco is a dynasty California team. So that like that's not as shocking to me. Dallas always shows up really well, you know, at home games out here for us. Um, and like I said, you know, the Philly presence is everywhere. PZ, uh, one of our writers, uh, Pat, is he called in sick this week? Air quotes. Because he's in called in sick, huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're, so, you're, you're, you're yeah, hip to that. I mean, but I love that. That it's a not it's it, it's an identity of this city that I love. Yeah. That I wouldn't change for anything because you get that melting pot of of point of views, histories, backgrounds, fandom. Yeah. Um, and I just think it makes for more interesting conversation. You know, who nice. I, who wants homogeny? No, I agree. Well, there's plenty of interesting conversation that's going on in the NFL pylon. Uh, you can find it on Prime Video Wednesdays at 7 p.m. or when uh, the new episodes uh, come on board. So good luck with everything, uh, Taryn. Looks like you're having fun doing it, so I'm sure people are going to love it. Thank you so much. I appreciate you guys. Thanks and for having me. Tell your wife we love her. Yes. Right? We, we love her. All right, yeah. Taryn Killam, guys. Yeah. You heard he said go Phillies at the end there. Oh, he did? Yeah, yeah. That's a beautiful thing. Well, we can continue on with that right now because, looking to my left, John Brazier. Hey! What's up, guys? Hey! 
How you doing, man? I am uh, very superstitious, so after last night, I went home at 1 in the morning and shaved my beard. Uh, I said I'm going to wear new sneakers the next day, and I've got a new top right here. I'm going to be more red. So You sent me and Casey a picture last night, which we'll get into in a second, but it was full beard. And then I walk out in the green room, and, and, and I'm like, wait a minute, that's, that's not the brazier I saw 12 hours ago. I had to change it up. My poor wife was sleeping while I'm like, rrr, Got to do what you got to do, right? Oh, yeah. Well, you talk about a dichotomy of situations, you know, but again, as with anything like this, they're going into this game tonight even, so that anything can happen. Exactly right. It's a best of three series right now, and who knows who can win in a best of three. And if it's a back and forth, if it's a we win, you win, we win, you win, then we win. Exactly right. Well, and I'll even give you... We got uh, on a combined no-hitter on April 29th against the Mets this year, right? And we came back and won 4-1 the next day. Reese Hoskins and Schwarber hit a home run. I'm not saying that they can't do that tonight, but <laughs> you know, you guys going to be there bringing the good mojo. Right. So mm-hmm. we'll see. But I tell you what, this whole playoff run has been awesome. I got, I got so many great stories, even from a couple of days ago. If I got case, you went. No, 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 no. You continue your thought. <laughs> All right. So here's one story. It's classic. So uh, Dave Zinkoff. Legendary Sixers PA announcer back when Dr. J was playing. Is that that now betting for your Phillies? Well, that was that's Dan Baker. No, Dave Zinkoff with with the uh, Julius Irving. Right. So we had Julius Irving. uh, Obviously, as part of the first pitch, was super cool. We had you know Brandon Graham. We had Julius Irving. We had Mike Schmidt. Uh, Bernie Perrant, so uh, crowd went nuts. So anyway, we had Julius Irving. The night it got postponed, hadn't been postponed yet. I've got Dr. J in a suite, and so I called uh, Tom Burgoyne, the best friend of the Fanatic. Yes. I said, Tom, he's a huge Sixers fan. you got to come down to suite so-and-so. Come down and meet Dr. J. So uh, Tom comes down there. He's all excited. He meets Dr. J. And I said, hey, Dr. J, uh, Tom Burgoyne here does a great Zinkoff impression. So he's like, really? So Tom like looked at me. He's like, oh, God, you're going to make me do this in front of Dr. J? <laughs> he did. I have it on video. I'll show you guys yeah. during the break. It was the most unbelievable zinc off, and he did the whole, you know, Julius Irving. <laughs> and Dr. J's just looking at him with his big smile, going like, this guy's, this guy's a nut job. Oh, that's awesome. And then last night, it was pretty cool. We had Sherry O'Terry from Saturday Night Live. We love her. Who is great. She yeah. is the most fun person. I hung out with her all last night. So she uh, came to the game, and she didn't know that Miles Teller was going to be there. Miles Teller didn't know that uh, Sherry O'Terry was going to be there. I don't know if anybody saw the opening of Saturday Night Live this year where Miles Teller hosted and, he, and his mom had yeah. video footage yes. they showed oh on Saturday Night Live the of, of him doing the cheerleader oh, yeah. scene yeah, yeah. of Sherry, and he was Sherry and O'Terry. He was, he was a female yeah. yeah, so I'm taking Miles around pregame and I said, hey, I've got a surprise for you. I'm going to introduce you to someone today that's influential in your life, but I'm pretty sure you've never met this person. And so he's trying to guess like 15, 20 people. And I said, just don't stop guessing. You're not going to get it. So anyway, I said, here, come with me because this person is here. And I'm going to. So I brought him up in the executive room, put him in a little couch with his family. I go grab Sherry or Terry. She has no idea what's going on. I said, hey, Sherry, I'm going to introduce you to somebody that's, you know, that you guys have a connection. Okay. So she comes down. Next thing you know, I open up the door and I wheel her around the corner. I said, Sherry, Miles Teller. Next thing you know, the look on both their faces was like, oh my God. Next thing you know, they're talking like inside stories on Saturday Night Live, you know, how hard it is and how nerve wracking it is and the live performances. And, oh and it was, and I ha- we have it all on video. It's, oh, it was that's really cool. Excellent. So oh th- this playoff experience has been pretty wild with all the different celebrities and it things that are going on. It bigger this year than it was in 08, 09. It I, does. Yeah, it does. So I, I, you, we were talking a little bit uh, about superstitions uh, in the beginning of this interview. You shaved your beard. Now, 
I, I'm going to the game tonight, and I, I'm going to need your help. And I don't really call in favors all that often, but oh I'm going to need. I'm a, scared now. I'm going to need a private room because uh, in, just a private room. In, yeah, in just game, the World Series, but don't worry about it. Game five, yeah, just a, 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 sure. What it else do you want? It could be a bathroom. It could be a closet. You want to be in the bullpen? What do you got? Hear me out. Do you want the Phillies to win? <laughs> Uh, game three the other night, I watched the top half of that inning and I was completely naked. So I need to be somewhere where I can be completely naked for the top half of the first inning. That's all I'm asking. So not only does he need the private yeah. room, he's going to be naked in there. Can I bring Sherry or Terry and Miles Taylor into the office? I was right? by myself. Naked? I was by myself. Oh, so by the was... way, he was eating lobster thermidor at the time. <laughs> so I got to order that too. You can, go right. the, you can go in the bathroom stall and shirt. Yeah, that seems a little weird. Uh, but no. I, will, I will do that. <laughs> That's the part that's, that's, that's weird. That's yeah. weird. It's the stall. It's the weird part. Yes. <laughs> hey, did you see John, uh, John Middleton saying, "What's it? Who's yeah. this naked guy in the I hallway?" I need to be alone. Local alone. Radio I just need a private bathroom, a private room, a utility uh, closet, something. I want to ask you about last night, John. Did you? Uh, Bruce was there. Bruce Springsteen. And I didn't think that he was a, a Phils fan, but uh, he was showing up, rooting for the Phils. Uh, the first lady was there. Um, when those like that level of, of caliber of celebrity, mega star, yeah, like yeah. I mean, and the Secret Service. Has to show up because the first lady and and Bruce like I saw him getting escorted around. What what's that like for you? Well, I think for a lot of us, first of all, any uh, you know anybody from the White House, obviously secrets. Anybody that that needs Secret Service, um, I'll tell you exactly. So last night, the fifth inning or fourth inning, the fanatic was going to do his routine with Sherry Terry. That's yeah. why she was there. And she went out there, and they did a whole cheerleader uh, thing. And the fanatic was dressed up as a cheerleader, and Sherry Terry came out as a surprise. So we were supposed to come out the third uh, base tunnel. There's a tunnel that comes out uh, where normally that's where Jason Kelsey came out for his fanatic routine. And we couldn't go that way. And we had this whole thing planned <laughs> oh, out. Oh, man. And these, these secure, uh, you know, Secret Service people saying, you can't come out here. I said, well, we're doing this fanatic routine. We have to go down the third base tunnel. I said, sorry, that you can't do it. <laughs> and so I had to go to you know, the fanatic and Tom's best friend. I said, uh, guys, you can't. We, we can't do that. What are we? So we're all scrambling trying to figure out. So then we had to come up the home base tunnel. So, yes, it causes some... Things. Wait, but isn't that weird when they're in your house telling you what they yeah, right. what you can't yeah. do? I went on the field just just barely went on the field for because we had the uh, part of the I was part of the first pitch. Not, I wasn't part of the first pitch. But right, right. I was bringing some of the first pitch down. We had Miles Teller, Rob McElhenney, uh Chase, and Jimmy Rounds, and the Major League Baseball guys said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" And I I kind of forgot. I'm thinking it's regular season and i got i got it i got it i got it <laughs> went around so i got a little scolded uh bruce springsteen uh the funny part is i don't know if anybody saw they on fanavision um they had yeah they, i think they jumped the chiron a little too quickly <laughs> and they put that they put bruce springsteen in front of miles teller yeah so we were calling him boss all night uh, <laughs> yeah, I saw, so. uh, john, john clark from nbc 10 uh tweeted out that he said that's actually miles teller's dad right. miles, his dad right. was, someone and some yeah. fan thought that that was his dad was bruce <laughs> yes and, oh my God. and we when we walked the exit of the, the ballpark last night we had to go past all the media and all the media were like bruce bruce <laughs> Oh. Right. So now, actually, I thought I was going to have to walk him out because I went down to take Miles out of the ballpark. And Larry Maggot sees me and says, John, are you here to take us out? Meaning he, Larry and uh, Bruce Springsteen. And I said, sure. And then I looked at one of our interns and said, can you take Miles out? I'm going to get this guy. And then 
Kevin Beal in our office said like, he was always in charge and he came down, so it was a little that's bit of a, a scramble. So. That's a lot of juggling, but I mean, what are you going to do? And again, it's it's you just soak up every bit of it. Exactly right. Yeah, yeah. It's exactly. It's right. just it's too been, good. It's been so much fun. I mean, again, I mentioned Jason Kelsey. We had all these different people. Is it's been awesome. This whole playoff run has been. No matter what happens, obviously, I'm hoping we're in a parade. We're best of three. Obviously, I'm dying that to, <laughs> to get another ring so I can leave, leave in the bathroom. <laughs> in the bathroom. Uh, how, 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 how much in advance of of us? Say, you know, the, the first lady visiting. Are you guys? surprised well in advance well in advance. Advance. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 i think i'm having more fun this year than i did in 2008 too and that, that was a magical run with a great team i i really love the guys on this team i, I love the post-game interviews last night everybody to, to a man they were all just like yeah all right this happened let's flush it let's move on and and i was thinking about uh like ted lasso like be a goldfish like these guys right. don't think about um what happened last night and and they didn't really relish too much in what happened the night before they knew that they still needed to get two wins i was i was there for game three which was so much fun an awesome atmosphere i got to be there with my dad which was an incredible thing but five home runs and the place was going nuts last night was the opposite of that but the players are just like okay that's fine that happened tonight let's let's go out and, and take care of business for game five you're exactly right and it's they're a lovable group i mean again you got kyle schwarber who, uh, you know, is very blue-collar, he's, who's been here one year, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. the fans have really kind of embraced him, uh, and he's embraced the fans. And Bryce Harper got it right right from the get-go. He's wearing fanatic shoes, yeah. you know, during the press conference. And then you got Reese Hoskins, who's been here for a long time. They've just identified with everybody on this team. Even, like, uh, you have Brandon Marsh with a long beard. Uh, everyone just has their identity. Everyone, you know, has a different person. There's young guys. There's veterans. There's guys who've just been here making a lot of money. Guys who just got here not making a lot of money. By the way, Brandon Marsh, his his hair is wet, not greasy, right? Yes. Yeah, no, yeah. But he's, yeah. I thought he said he didn't. He hasn't washed it. Uh, well, I guess I maybe, maybe it's a combination. Press, yeah. <laughs> but, but does he keep wetting it? Because it can't stay wet for four hours. He has, to, he he has, has to, to keep right? pouring the water on there. But you're right, Kathy, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, but I, I love the fact I mentioned earlier it's a tribute to his father. So uh, that's a great story in itself. Oh, I don't, uh, I'm sorry. When what's did you that mention? Story? Oh, did I not mention? No, so no. his father passed away, uh, obviously very, um, last year in 2022, he was diagnosed with cancer. It came back in another area. I think he had throat cancer began, began, and then it went down, I believe, to his kidney. And so he was able to have spend time with him in 2022. Um, and then he shortly passed away. And his dad was very meticulous about his grooming. So yeah. he would sh- uh, get a haircut every week, and he was very clean shaven. And so this is his tribute to his dad to have the ZZ Top beard and long, stringy oh, hair. That. Yeah, so it's a, it's a great tribute to him. And, and again, it just adds another story that just, it's a why you love this team on I love so many levels. His hair, like, fly as he mm, runs. Right. By the way, uh, he's only 24 years he's old. He's the youngest right? guy on the team. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't look it. I mean, the beard definitely masks yeah. some of that. And, of course, his, uh, his play... Uh, he seems like a veteran. I mean, he's catching all these fly balls I, that could easily be uh, singles out there. He almost reminds me, and this is a big, big, uh, probably too big of a comment, but Gary Maddox would be out there in center field, and he had those long strides, and he had the great jump on the ball, and he'd just make a hard play look difficult, uh, and he does that. I mean, he gets great jumps on the ball, and it's so nice to have a defensive outfielder yeah. who also brings some offense, so yeah. it's, it's kind of nice. Wow. Uh, the number five has been... Um, uh, all around this series, you know, the, they they jumped out to a five nothing lead. Then it was five five. Uh, we ended up winning five uh, six five, and then we ended up losing five two. Uh, then we hit five home runs, and then we lost five nothing. And then uh, Reese Hoskins' wife is buying beers in the fifth inning. It, 
the what's the fanatic does his dancing in the fifth inning? Uh, yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Where where are we going? I, so the fifth inning is going to be something big, or we're going to win five nothing tonight? Or yeah, we're gonna, I, I, yeah we're like that. so many points <laughs> that they're they're going to end it at game five. And right. we didn't. <laughs> well, I just hope that the big number for five is that we win game five, right? Yeah, yes. yeah. No. I'm hoping. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's going to be. This is going to be. I know you get, a lot of you guys are coming to the game tonight, but it's going to be. The crowd, this is obviously a huge game, <laughs> the understatement of the year, yeah. a huge game. <laughs> but I think there's, we're going to be so nervous, and I just hope we can get off, because when we've done well, we get off to a good start, and then the crowd erupts, and then the then the pitcher gets you know Jazz. rattled, and yeah. they got Verlander, who hasn't won a World Series game ever. Right. He's 0 for, what, 7 or 0 for 6, 0 for 7. And he's got the highest ERA of any pitcher uh, who's you know had X amount of innings in a World Series. So hopefully he's got that in his head. The fans remind him of that and that we get him rattled enough that we uh, win game five. One of the things I love about this all you touched on kind of earlier is what a likable group these guys are. We were on with uh, Anthony Gargano yesterday yeah, on our yeah. um, uh, sister station and talking. I, I was talking about how um, the as opposed to, say, the Astros and also the Padres, uh, when I look at those guys, I look at that lineup, I see a lot of really serious kind of angry men. Right. And when I see our guys, I see some fellas that are having a good time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Do you kind of get that vibe? Totally you know what do. I mean? well, you yeah. see when they celebrate in the dugout after the, you know, if someone hits a home run, they do a little bit of tunnel. <laughs> you know, you can see them hugging and do their little things. Uh, I, I knew game three, we had, uh, uh, yeah, game three, Miles Teller was on the um, pregame show on Fox. And this is probably about an hour and a half before the game. Um, you would think the guys are, you know, pretty intense. Well, the guys are coming off the field, and, and in the middle of the interview, uh, because the stage is right off first base, uh, Nick Cassianis comes jumping on the stage, grabs a microphone, and starts messing around with Miles and everybody else. Kyle Schwarber comes on and starts messing around because Kevin Millar was on there, and they all knew Kevin Millar from, I guess, you know, back in the playing days. So they were, uh, but I'm looking at that saying, you know what? I think we're going to win today. These guys are really loose right now. <laughs> right, a huge yeah. game. These guys don't look like uptight at all. They look pretty relaxed. And I think you got to give a lot of tribute and credit to Rob Thompson, our manager, who's just about as even keel as you can get. So whether it's up or down, and last night was a big down, not getting a hit, but I think that this team... You know, can easily come back. As I mentioned, we did that after a no hitter. Sure. If you follow the Phils on Instagram, uh, every game uh, in the Instagram stories, they'll they'll see uh, they'll show a lot of the players walking in on Halloween. One of the players was dressed up as Michael Myers. I don't know if you saw that, John. I, I did not. But full mask, full regalia, and and I don't know if they ever uncovered who that player was. I think um, uh, Garrett Stubbs showed up dressed like a, a taco in honor of a right. Schwarber stolen base the night before. <laughs> so these guys are having a good time, and and whoever the Michael Myers guy was. He wasn't breaking character. He was, he was completely silent, <laughs> walking that. down the tunnel, dressed with a mask and everything. It's great. It's great. It's uh, it's again. It's been the most fun ride. I I've been there twenty nine years, and uh, the two thousand eighteen was great. And that ride, you know, I, the first time we'd won a World Series uh, since nineteen eighty. But this one is just that lovable. It has that more ninety three vibe yeah. as opposed to the two thousand eight or nineteen eighty vibe. Uh, I'm gonna get down there around like six thirty or so. Give us some time to to take in uh, and watch Casey everything. Naked. Yeah, well, that's not till the third inning. No, right, 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 I'll, be, I'll be by myself. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, where, where do you recommend that I go if I'm going to be there? Well, you when know, you an get, hour and a half right when you get time. there, uh, go to the block party uh, right on CB Way. Uh, that's we have the uh, split decision band. We're going to have a pep rally at about six forty-five with some celebrities. 
Uh, there's food trucks. There's a uh, Ferris wheel with a Budweiser Clydesdales out there. So it's kind of a big street fair out there. So I would recommend doing that. Then get in the gates. Uh, I would just take in the festivities. There'll be batting practice. You'll see uh, all kinds of stuff on the field, whether it's Fox doing their you know pregame show. So uh, And the store, go into the store at that point. Yeah. If you go on CV Way, there's a big merchandise tent. So you can get your merchandise out there or go into the uh, store. I'm wearing a World Series hat right now, and there's a bunch of great World Series gear. So, it's, cool. uh, By the way, split, a split decision yesterday, uh, calling out one Preston Elliott, saying that you needed to come jam with them. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, While they were there? Uh, so, yeah, last night, uh, I believe Jazzy Jeff was there, too. Or, uh, he was. Yeah, and yep. so... Oh, I'll uh, get up and play with those guys. Yeah, so they were saying, uh, you know, in order to bring some good luck... <laughs> Yeah, I got All right. Absolutely. <laughs> done and done. Yeah. yeah. I know where I'm and, and going. This is pretty cool, too, that I just found this out yesterday, that uh, after the Eagles game, I, they have this big press conference, right? Obviously, after, after every game. Well, Jason Kelsey, uh, they, he was, it was his, his turn to talk, and they said, you know, what do you think? Someone asked him, what do you think about the vibe in Philadelphia? I know you were over the Phillies game. You saw the energy and electricity that was going over there. How's that affecting you guys? And he said, he said something like, I'll have to get the tape because I haven't seen it. He said, well, you know, I was over there and I was hanging out with this guy, John Brazier. His title's Director of Fun and Games. Is that the coolest title or what? Yeah. In the middle of an Eagles press conference, he's giving me a shout out about my, about my title. I was like, wow. That's awesome. Is that awesome? Yep. All right. Well, we will see you there tonight, man. I will. We're excited. Go Phils. Go Phils. John yeah. Brazier, Director of Fun and Games. How cool is that title? He'll be there tonight. We did us. our part now. Yep. All right. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. The Bizarre File is up when we return. Stay with us. Preston and Steve's 25th Annual Camp Out for Hunger. Supporting Phil Abundance at Xfinity Live inside the Wells Fargo Center Complex. Starting Monday, they'll be live from inside the Bimbo Bakeries USA broadcast tent. Hey gang, your support has always been amazing and we're hoping you can help out again. Plus, we've missed your faces. Come enjoy some Dunkin' Coffee, have fun, and say hi. Donate non-perishable food items at our drive through drop-off with volunteers fueled by Pepsi or Make a donation at WMMR.com and at the register of your local Acme Market. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger. Made possible by Event Quip, Phil Abundance, United Rentals, Equipment, Trucking and Warehousing, Republic Services, and UPS Rental, powered by SurePower. 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. All right, it is time to do the B-File, yeah. so let's go to that. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre File. Brought to you this morning by IBEW 654. You can join Jackie Bam Bam for the IBEW 654's Toys for Tots Drive. It's happening Saturday, November 12th from 11 to 1 at the Boothwin Union Hall. And that's at uh, 3729 Chichester Avenue. And you can get into the spirit of giving this holiday season. Speaking of the holiday season, two runaway Christmas baubles or ornaments each larger than cars were spotted tumbling through central London yesterday. This is like rolling wrecking balls. The decorative balls were seen flying down what appeared to be Tottenham Court Road. Ah! Bouncing into the path of oncoming traffic, one of the oversized baubles was filmed hitting a lamppost, causing it to shed its glittery skin. <laughs> It's unclear where the balls had escaped from, but where are my balls? 
Both. As they rolled down the street, drivers were filming, uh, having to take evasive action. God, these things are enormous. Dodge their ricocheting path. Yeah, they're really big. They're the size oh, of guards. Oh, my God. Uh, the footage was posted on social media on Halloween. I want to do that. A man pretended to be a student and lived in several Stanford University dorms for at least 10 months. Okay, how old was he? Uh, it doesn't say. Yeah. The university's Department of uh, Public Safety cited the man for violating the law for the first uh, the first time he was found living in a dorm in December 2021. But that I didn't, didn't want to smell a sorority girl. Since then, uh, campus police officers have obtained multiple stay-away orders. Yeah. Uh, a prerequisite to citing someone for trespass on campus, but they weren't able to locate the man until last <laughs> Thursday when they gave him a stay-away letter and removed him from campus. According to spokeswoman D. Mustafi, she said that the university has protocols and policies that prevent non-students from entering and living in the dorms. So you're uh, not allowed to just go in and start living there? Unfortunately, yeah. no. But the man's persistence and ability to ingrate himself within the student community has made it clear that gaps exist in those protocols. The university will review its procedures to prevent such an incident from happening again. A 19-year-old teen driving a pickup truck fled after a minor crash in Michigan, but when officers checked the teen's truck, they found the body of a 62-year-old Ooh. man named Gabriel Seitz in the bed. Authorities arrested Stephen Freeman. He's currently being charged with concealing the death of an individual and receiving and concealing stolen property. Not necessarily with causing it, but just not concealing yet. it. The cause of death uh, has yet to be determined, but as of now, they're just charging him for having a dead body in the back of the truck. It's kind of weird. Just roll over by a huge ornament. Yeah. Uh, this is messed up. This is disturbing. Uh, the two Iowa teenagers who are accused of murdering their high school Spanish teacher with a baseball oh bat God. last year. Right. Apparently killed her because of a bad grade, prosecutor said in court documents. Uh, Jeremy Goodale and Willard Miller, both 17, have been charged with first-degree murder in connection with the death of Nohima Graber. Uh, their 66-year-old Spanish teacher at Fairfield High School. Until this week, the alleged motive uh, behind the killing was unclear. Uh, Miller was upset with Graber because of a low grade that he received in Spanish class that lowered his GPA. Although Miller initially denied involvement in Graber's disappearance and death, he allegedly later stated that he had knowledge of everything but did not participate. The documents state that a witness showed authorities photos of a Snapchat conversation with Goodell that identified Goodell's admissions that he had acted in cons- in concert with another person uh, to bring about Graber's death. Uh, the witness alleged that Goodell made statements to implicate both him and Miller in the death. Prosecutors have alleged the two students stalked the teacher, learned her daily routines, and then ambushed uh, her on her daily walk. They look, like, they look like kids in this mugshot. They returned to the scene uh, to hide her body. And uh, Graber was reported missing on November 2nd. Her body was found the next day hidden under a tarp, wheelbarrow, and railroad ties. So they are, uh, that is uh, undergoing right now. Uh, an Instagram video captured a dramatic moment when a man flying in a paramotoring device or one of those motorized, you know, micro light type yes. of uh, aircraft uh, uh, swooped in to rescue a woman submerged in a canal with her car in Miami-Dade County. That's pretty wild. Cristiano Piquet had been flying with a friend before church Swoop. when he saw a woman in a canal holding on for her life. He recounted in the video. He said, oh, my God, I fell with my car. The woman had told him in the video, oh, my God, I fell with my car in here. Uh, Piquet's approximately one-and-a-half-minute footage showed the entire sequence of events. 
right from the moment he lands in an open field to the moment the woman is pulled ashore. The woman can be seen uh, or can be heard screaming for help in the video. The footage also showed emergency rescue personnel at the scene. Uh, Paquette had been recording his flight when an alligator splashing in the water had uh, caught his attention. Oh, man. He said, I turned around to get a shot of the alligator, and I saw the car under the water. And uh, I flew. There was an accident down here. <laughs> I, oh, he's he's yeah. He was waving yeah, him down. Yeah, yeah. Oh. about a hundred yards up, up uh, there. I flew closer to the car and I saw the woman on top. I think it's uh, an infinity or something. Uh, that was when Piquette decided to land in an open field with his paramotor, a paraglider that is fitted with an engine, and run to her assistance. Uh, she had uh, he sought help from a nearby from a man nearby who pulled the stranded woman. To the shore. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, fire department units came and uh, got everything under control, but he got her out of there. That alligator's a hero. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I don't think they oh, alligator bit my hand. Oh, my God. Thing to do with it. <laughs> Never gets old. All right, and then one last story. A scuba diver in distress was rescued by a group of women dressed as mermaids in Catalina Island off the coast of California. What? Javier, uh, Javier Claremont was uh, diving with his father and a friend. Uh, when Mr. His friend was Pablo Avila, Mr. Avila lost consciousness, reportedly suffering from air embolism. Uh, women trained in an advanced uh, Patty Mermaid rescue course nearby came to the rescue after they spotted he was in trouble. Uh, the group removed Mr. Uh, Avila's gear and gave him mouth to mouth before taking him to paramedics. After several hours of treatment, he did regain consciousness. So he was suffering from the bends. So are they, are they using those? There, there is a particular type of um, fin that is like a, a una fin, right? You've seen those. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know if they were swimming with those or not, but uh, probably it's what it looks like in this picture here that they do actually. You've got to found me. Yeah. Do you have vaginas? <laughs> Because they're usually so attractive, yeah. and where would they be? Doesn't look like there's anything, yeah. any equipment, nothing. All right, there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you. Let's take a break. Uh, let's come back in a moment. We'll get the lesson question, the trash and music news when we get back. So stay with us. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Celebrate the coziest season with Acme. They're bringing all the fall flavors to you. From pumpkin everything to caramel apples and all your seasonal favorites. Make the most of fireside dinners, game-winning touchdowns, and warm family gatherings. Acme's here to help you spice, season, and savor every moment. You'll find fresh inspiration, chef-curated recipes, on-demand cooking classes, and more just waiting to be enjoyed. So slow down and fall into flavor at acmemarkets.com slash fall. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Still got a few things left to do on this beautiful, beautiful, I'm going to say a beautiful week. Yeah. It's not just a beautiful day. Yesterday was outstanding. We get that and a little bit more today. And that just goes each and every day the rest of the weekend into early next week. So 71 today, 73 tomorrow, 78 on Saturday, 77 on Sunday, Monday, 77 degrees. I was about ready to beg somebody to have me come play golf with them on Saturday morning or Sunday morning. Because <laughs> my golfing buddy's going to be out of town. So, we should have thrown that out there. Who's your golfing buddy? You, you and me, what's that? Who's your golfing buddy? Oh, uh, my my friend Jim. We play pretty regularly. Oh, okay. He's going to the game to me, uh, with me tonight. Okay. Uh, but he's going out of town this weekend. And oh. I was like, hey, want to play a game this weekend? Why don't you go with him? 
Yeah. I should. He's going, to, going to Boston. <laughs> hey, uh, I don't know if you guys are aware, there's a big event going on tonight at 8 o'clock. Uh, our friend Jake Matera, has a, he's co-headlining a comedy night at Parks Casino. Yeah. And he's fairly sure that uh, it's going to sell out, so you might want to, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so he's uh, he's going to be at the 360 Lounge. That's what you hope for, a night yeah. where nothing's going on. Yeah, he's co-headlining with Caitlin uh, Palufo. And uh, and so yeah, it's it's gonna sell out. So you might want to get your tickets now. Get at, them now. Uh, yeah, parkscasino.com. Y- yep, absolutely. All right, we're gonna do today's lesson question. And uh, Nick, I'm gonna have you ask away because well, did you email them to me? I'll just do it. Okay, that'd be great. So by the way, we're gonna give away a pair of tickets to see Paul Riser Friday, November 11th <laughs> at the Keswick Theater. All right. All right. What is it? <laughs> uh, what was Meatloaf's official name when he died? <laughs> wow. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Two one five two six three WMMR. Right, let's see if you uh, know the answer to this. All right. So uh, what was uh, Meatloaf's name when he died? Uh, 215-263-WMMR. That was from early this morning. Let's do the trash while you call in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by Monster Mania. You can see the biggest names in horror at monstermania.com. Uh, doc, uh, Monster Mania Con, not dot com. Uh, 52. Yes. It's at the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center in Oaks, November 11th through the 13th. Tickets available online at monstermania.net. There you go. What's going on, Steve? Well, a prequel series based on the Friday the 13th horror film franchise has been given the go-ahead by Peacock. The series will debut next October and will be called Friday the 13th, but not that one. God. Tristan Thompson and Khloe Kardashian have reportedly considered moving back to reuniting after he was seen attending her Halloween party. Yeah, I know, it's hard to believe. However, sources say Chloe is not happy that Tub Girls has spent more time on his member than his foreskin. Hey! And finally, 26-year-old Miss Argentina uh, 2020 Mariana Varela and 22-year-old Miss Puerto Rico 2020 Fabiola Valentin confirmed they recently got married. Pageant host Steve Harvey says knowing that Varela and Valentin are free to love each other fills him with boner. <laughs> and that's your All right, we are looking for the answer. What was the name of Meatloaf when he died? 215-263-WMMR. Remember, you had to have heard this on the show earlier this morning. Uh, we will go to Mike, see if we can get the answer. Hey, Mike, how you doing, bud? All right, Mike, what was Meatloaf's name when he died? Double beat loop. Double beat loop. Yes. Hi, Mike. Hang on, Mike. We're gonna get. You... We're gonna get your information one more time. I love that. Hi, Mike. We're gonna set you up with a pair of tickets to see Paul Reiser Friday, November 11th, Keswick Theater in Glenside. Tickets are on sale now at axs.com. Now, Preston and Steve's music news on 93.3 WMMR. Brought to you this morning by Campbell's Chunky Sacks Hunger, proud sponsor of Camp Out for Hunger. You can yeah. team up with Chunky and this year's Soup Squad to help sack hunger in our community. And we'll see them at the Camp Out for Hunger. Right, I'm going to start with this, man. I didn't know this. Bono was in town what? on Tuesday, and he just swung by. The hell? He swung by a, uh, a bookstore. Uh, it was a surprise to the people that worked there. Uncle Bobby's Coffee and Books. And Bono was in the area and stopped in to sign copies of his newest book, Surrender. And I don't think it's he was... It's an honor to meet you, Uncle Bobby. I don't think he was uh, doing an appearance or anything like that. 
Uh, I think he just swung by there. I, I don't know. Nick, do you know any more about no. it than this post? No, I really don't. Uh, yeah, it just says here uh, on their official Instagram page, says yesterday Bono was in town, dropped by for a visit. He signed some copies of his newest book, uh, had a latte, and even bought some books and merch for himself and his team. And it was a pleasure. And there's a picture with him and uh, either the uh, the owner or a worker there. And uh, that's so awesome. Yeah. I would, I would love, love, love to talk to you. If it's your friend named Gary in Kensington. (laughs) (laughs) Juniata Park. Juniata Park. (laughs) He's the mayor. That's right. Yeah. Um, I would love to talk to him, man. Oh, come on. What a fascinating interview. All this time, there are a lot of people that owe us lengthy interviews in my mind. Yeah. Uh, There's a a video of uh, Cindy Drew from our sister station from MGK when Bono... Cindy! (laughs) (laughs) When Bono was but a lad... Uh, in and had arrived in Philadelphia for one of his, one of his first ever appearances here, and she was the person that gave him a ride around town. Yeah, and I just made to do do in my diaper. Well, he wasn't that oh. little, but how cool is that? That is know? very cool. Heading to the uh, venue in the Winnebago. Yeah, yeah, in the Winnebago. Winnebago. Yeah, peeling him off. One cheesesteak, <laughs> two cheesesteaks. <laughs> I got to meet him with Pierre in 2004, and Pierre relayed that Cindy Drew story to Bono, uh, and Cindy Drew was there. She she, she took some photos of it, and uh, I don't think Bono was BSing. He said he remembered it. And, I, I, you know, he's four radio stations played U2 when they got to this country, and MMR was one of them, and, I, and Bono has not forgotten it, and he, he was a super nice guy. It was a really cool experience. One time I'm getting to that studio and play, you know, the BB gun game. <laughs> Crack shot. With the press, is that what they call it? Yeah, yeah, it's very clever. Yeah, you were here slapping them down. Yeah, it was one BB gun at a time. <laughs> All right. Uh, so anyhow, uh, cool that Bono is in town, if, if not for just a uh, a little while. Uh, Slipknot frontman Corey Taylor has opened up about getting sober during an interview. Uh, Taylor, who has been sober since 2010, said the first few years is weird because you realize quickly how much uh, a part of your personality booze has become. And you kind of have to sort out who you are, uh, what you're comfortable with, and largely just the habit of it. He said, I was never a big beer drinker, so non-alcoholic brew, that's, that wasn't the key. Uh, so I started with sodas and then just kind of went to water. And now that's just what I do. He said, to me, going out and hanging out in a pub or a bar or whatever is more about the company you keep. And you realize at some point the golden moment. Is is going to go away. So you try uh, to time your departure right around that time when you're just like, okay, we got about 10 minutes before he becomes a super mess. So I'm going to split and I'm going to talk to you guys later. He said, I try not to do the Irish goodbye, everybody, where, you know, you just yeah. leave. I only did that really when I was drinking. Uh, he said, but I make sure that everybody's good. I make sure that everybody's, you know, hey, okay, if anybody needs a ride home, I'm the first one to do it. Because it's usually just me and my wife. My wife still drinks, but she's very social. She's way better at it than I was. She caught up Cindy Drew. <laughs> <laughs> he does the Irish goodbye. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, you know, he's going to be at Monster Mania. He said, usually right about the time that she's starting to kind of, well, she's like, I'm tired. We yeah. need to split. And I'm like, ah, you have me and I'm ready to go. Yeah. Uh, so we're out the door and heading for home. So I he will be at Monster Mania. Monster Mania, yeah. yeah. Nice. Uh, I love the Irish goodbye. It's like my favorite kind oh of Oh, my goodbye. God. I have to sometimes. You know. I do, too. I love uh, my wife, Claire. She's wonderful. But she, and she knows this. The departure oh. begins. And then the process <laughs> yeah. begins. Oh. 
Yeah, so if Rochelle is with me, there's no such thing as an Irish goodbye. It's me dragging her by her leg out of wherever we are. See, mine is just, it takes long because I have to say goodbye to everyone. Right. Like, I don't usually stop and talk and spark up a new conversation, but there's usually so many people there that it just takes forever. I think the greatest words you could possibly hear in the... In the distance, where's Steve? Yeah, that means I'm uh, you're you're gone. Hasty retreat. Mm-hmm. Hailstorms. Lizzie Hale has opened up about the possibility of a solo album. Uh, I always thought she was kind of a solo act as it was. Yeah. I mean, Hailstorm is a band, but uh, during an interview, when asked if she thought there'd ever be a solo album for her, she said there might be. So my guys in the band are actually begging me to do that. Uh, they're the ones going, "Hey, can you do a solo album so we have some time off?" Uh, she said, I have a lot of songs that are very much, and then she paused and said, well, if you're thinking of Stevie Nicks' Belladonna, you can hear when you're listening to Fleetwood Mac and when you're listening to Stevie Nicks' solo records where her voice is in the band. Fleetwood Mac would not be the same without her, but you can really accentuate that corner of the world of the band. Uh, she said, I feel like if I were to do a solo record, which I have plenty of songs that have never seen the light of day that I could choose from, uh, you would definitely be able to hear what my specific influence is on the band. Uh, Lizzie went on and said, uh, yeah, absolutely. I think that it most likely will be in the future, whether it's my decision or the guys, like you just go, either way, it's going to happen, she says. Let's turn us into a little figure tribute around being a orangutan in the south, of course. And we listened to the Fleetwood Mac songbook. It was great. He's very cash. Kind of leaning to one side with his arm hanging out. His long simian arm with all that tensile strength. And the sounds of... Did uh, I just hit the post? Stevie Nicks' voice. I think he did kind of hit the post. All right, so Paul Stanley shed light on his 50-year friendship with Gene Simmons. Uh, During a fan's Q&A while on board the latest Kiss Cruise, Stanley spoke frankly. Uh, Charles. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, (laughs) gone. Murray. (laughs) Murray the chicken. Tico, Ronaldo, Sanjay. Oh, Sanjay. A lot of chickens. Uh, So anyhow, uh, he said, uh, we're very different, uh, but we certainly share a pride in what we do, a work ethic. Maybe because our parents came from Europe, where I think that's important stuff, is the pride in the work that you do to work hard for your money. Other than that, he said, I think one of the one of the things that took me a long time to learn, and I think Gene, by the way, I mean, he's family to me. He said he's a brother. I remember there's, um, uh, I remember that there were things about him that used to drive me crazy. But then I realized that that's not his issue. That's my issue. And he wanted to say, when people do things and it bothers you, you need to figure out why it bothers you, not expect them to change. It's not about them. Paul, and things come over. I think I've lost a chicken. <laughs> God damn it! Well, it's not about you, Paul. Yeah, it's right. about it's about Gene. It's not your chicken. He, he said he does love his chickens. He said and <laughs> and things that used to bother me about Gene, I just had to kind of figure out. Well, wait a minute. That's my issue. That bothers me. And why does it bother me? Because he can only be the best that he can be. Uh, he's never going to be me, and I'm never going to be him. So it's just a matter of putting a lot of that stuff aside. He's right, and we're not going to change anybody else. Uh, so we figure. We, so we need to figure out why it bothers us. And I see that. There's. I, I like that. I think that's good. However, if somebody's just a jerk all the time, then it's them. Yeah. You know what I mean. So well said. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Gene. And Paul is a jerk. <laughs> 
<laughs> Meanwhile, Gene is just, I hate that guy. Yeah. He just takes a different God tack. Goddamn, hate him. All right, and then uh, one last story. Uh, during a cross-generational chat with uh, alternative rocker Youngblood, Roger Daltrey proved that he's still a dyed-in-the-wool old-school rocker. Uh, Daltrey, who's now 78 years old, revealed, uh, I don't do the Internet at all. I have a very bad opinion of social media, I'm afraid, and it kind of turned bad once they put the likes in on Facebook, and then people start to play for the likes, which is their ego, and egos destroy you. Yeah, it's very sharp. So I don't even go there. He said, I don't care what you say about me. Do what you like. Uh, While discussing the changing trends in rock fashion, uh, the Who frontman let it slip. He said, I got to tell you, when Axl Rose first appeared with shorts and T-shirts on stage, we all effing laughed at him. (laughs) Um, He took time out to critique uh, the sound of the Who's last album, 2019's top, uh, top two Who collection, by asking, what is it with American producers? He said, the last album we did, we had an American producer. I won't mention his name. Uh, but I couldn't work with him because he wanted everything in the pocket. And he said, music's not like that. Music comes from inside. If it straddles a beat, it don't matter. That's what he had to say about that. There you go. I like him. I do, too. And that's what I have in music news for you this morning. All right, we have one final break to take. We're going to do that. We'll come back. We'll get the letter of the day for the Word of the Week prize, and we'll hand it over to Pierre Robert to give you the rest of your day. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Well, check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on MMR's mobile app. Podcasts? Oh, yeah. MMR's got them. There's the fun size and bizarre file editions, along with Preston and Steve full show podcasts, plus the MM Archives podcast and more. Click podcasts on WMMR.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve show podcast. Preston and Steve show coming to a close. A bit earlier today. Thursday morning, a few minutes early, yeah. Which I don't know why. We had lots of people on the show. We had nice, Maybe they were boring. Enjoyable conversation. No, they They were were good, right? They were great. Uh, in fact, we started off our first conversation this morning with uh, Mr. Greg Harris, who's the president and CEO of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And uh, the 2022 induction ceremony is this Saturday. I know what it was. We played really short songs today. Like, almost every song we played was a sub-three-minute song. And we don't play a lot of songs. No. we play, so uh, we play short songs. It's going to impact us. Well, short songs say so much. Yeah. They do. Uh, but we played uh, We played some Green Day. We played uh, some ZZ Top. And We're on for five hours, basically, yeah, a day. And that's a long road. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a long road. Rambo with you. <laughs> Rambo. Thanks for going to live with Calder. Yeah. Uh, I would also like to thank uh, Taron Killam. Yeah. Yay! Nice guy. Saturday Night Live. And he has his uh, show on Prime Video. It's called The NFL Pylon. He was great, man. I mean, I'm not the biggest NFL dude, uh, but I really enjoyed uh, the chat we had with him. Yeah. That was cool. And, and he's taking a comedic look at, like you were saying, Steve, it's almost like a talk soup yes. uh, type of vibe. Daily show. About the week of uh, what happened in yeah. the NFL. Yeah. Um, so he's taking that uh, uh, angle on things. Uh, and John Brazier. Yes. We, we love John Brazier, director of fun and games at uh, the Phils, and was just uh, telling us some stories 
of uh, the last couple of nights and some things that he's experienced and some of the celebrities. And, They're coming out of the woodwork, right? Yeah, how the team members are, you know, uh, just a, a little behind-the-scenes stuff that's happening. And that's that's a lot of fun because there's a lot going on. Oh, my God. At, when at he, stadium. he had to lead the, the Pope out last night, you know, mm, pass uh-huh. the, and get him out to his limo. It was crazy. I'm sure. Absolutely. So it was nice seeing John and... Uh, hopefully, we'll see him uh, tonight. A few of us are going to the game this evening. The weather's going to be just wonderful for this, which is a, a rare thing. Um, good morning, Pierre Robert. Good day, then. Nice to see you, sir. Very nice to see you, kids. Yeah. How is it outside? It's lovely. All right, good. Yeah, it's perfect fall day. I love that. Um, yeah, it's uh, and the trees are, you know, we've got some nice color. Uh, the leaves are soon to be gone, but yeah. they are they, there's still some really brilliant color in there. I have to say, that, uh, and I'm pleasantly surprised because I'd seen a uh, a report that the colors were going to be less vibrant this year because of the summer that we had and there was you know a bit of a drought um they're they're stunning yeah it's just um, especially about maybe four or five days ago right. some of them have hit the ground but I've just been in awe of the show that Mother Nature has put on this fall. It's been fantastic. It's a little later than usual, too. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, up in Vermont, which is like if you've ever gone there in peak season, and I did once. It's, it's amazing. It's like nothing you can imagine. Sure. Mountain after mountain after mountain of of these flashing oranges and yellows and uh, reds. It's so stunning. But um, we get a taste of that down here, and but much later than they do. You know, you can follow the trail of the color as it comes down the coast and um, um, it's there's still a little bit of nice color out yeah, there. Yeah, take it in while you can uh, before it's gone. All right, so we should do the letter of the day. You cool? Yes. All right. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, the President and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter P, as in please get out and vote on Tuesday. Very tight elections all over the place. Your vote counts, particularly youngsters. Generation X and Generation Z. Youngsters. Uh, that's what Ed Sullivan used to call them. We got, we got some youngsters. Yeah. The youngsters are not sure for the Beatles. The youngsters. Uh, the youngsters seem to like them. Yeah. But uh, young people's vote really counts, and sometimes you don't tend to vote during the midterms. I understand. But this is a really important vote, so get out and vote. Please. Right. We have uh, $500 we're give, giving away from the Bagster. Yeah. The Bagster is by far the most convenient and affordable way to help with your home cleanup. You go buy it at any home improvement store. Fill it. Simply schedule your collection and it is gone. Clean it up with the bagster. Dumpster. (laughs) Dumpster in a bag. Uh, We'll give away that prize tomorrow. What's up on your show today? Uh, More tickets for the Last Waltz with Warren Haynes on Sunday at the Met. And also uh, Workforce Blocks of Aerosmith and Bob Marley and Nirvana. So nice music. All right. Excellent. I want to thank uh, our sponsors. Do we have sponsors? Yes, we oh, do. Oh, we do. Uh, the uh, nice folks at that company that does so much good for so many people and has great deals. Like Acme Markets. Oh, uh, perfect. Fresh foods, they local flavors. Yeah. Also brought to you by Squeezed.com. Feel great, lose weight with Squeeze. Tomorrow on our program, a Friday in all its Friday glory, uh, we will also have uh, comedian Adam Conover. From Adam Ruins Everything on the show tomorrow. And uh, we'll see what else uh, Friday brings to us. That's it. We are done. Ray John, go Phils. We'll see you again. Bye-bye.
I guess there's only one thing left to do. What's that? Win the whole thing. Houston, we have a problem.